A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778, or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Welcome to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. And uh, we we got a show to do. We're all sitting here. <laughs> hey, good morning, Logaman. Morning. Special guest, Mr. Dave Edwards, Captain Leon Dana in the house, and Chris Wayne spinning the hits. Yo. As always. Oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, where's Captain Kirk? He's getting down south somewhere today? I don't know. Where is he at? I he just said last week he, he quit. Looked, yeah, he looked at me yeah. and you. He said, I'm, "I'm out next week." Yeah. Okay, he quit. I can't, I can't yeah. remember. What well, you shot doing. with him on Thursday. I know, but I mean, we didn't talk about what he was doing this weekend. I okay. want to say something with um, hell. I don't know. I mean, he I might be in Iceland. Yeah, last he time might I talked to him, no. he was talking yeah. about how, yeah. how far that flight that is. Yeah, his granddaughter is going to be playing soccer in Iceland. Wow, wow, that's a road trip. Did, yeah, did he did he tell you <laughs> how, how, how they far say it's amazing? To, to go there, I've, yeah, I've got I've some friends. Too, yeah. I've got friends that have gone to Iceland and friends that have gone to Greenland, and both um, both places I've heard nothing but great things. Now, oh. Iceland is green and Greenland is ice. right? Correct. Uh, yes, opposite. it's opposite. Right, they're opposite. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right. it's it's like the total mind game play. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. What but, amazing uh, opportunity she has there. Oh. Yeah. Go see yeah, the world, go see, yeah. play some professional soccer. Good for her, though. You know what to have. Yeah. I mean, totally. Listen, old country boy here. I would, I, you know, I, there ain't no way. Well, Kirk you know, was, I mean, you, hell, you, I mean, you, you went off to college and played football. That is even a culture shock. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know, you're, you're like, wow. I mean, it wasn't it, that big of a culture shock, but then it was a big culture shock going to New York. Oh, I was like, <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. My family's gone twice. I can see why you came no. to Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> After I got off the phone with him, I felt a little better about my son being in Dallas Fort Worth, which I felt was on the other side of the right. world. He was like, "No, man, that's easy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, but that's. Uh, I mean, when you're young, I mean, I, I told uh, my son, you know, when you're young, don't ever pass up an opportunity to see the world. Right. You're right. Never. You're so right. 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 You know, when when uh, when Kayla, uh, her first stop in the Air Force was Turkey, and this is before this is 10 years ago all right but and she was able to go off base mm -hmm. dude the picture she sent was yeah. were, was amazing i mean i mean they you know there was always 
10 or 12 of them. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, some of the places that they went and the, the pictures uh, were, oh, yeah. were incredible. But then they, uh, I guess, because she was there for 15 months, like the last six months, they were on lockdown. They weren't yeah. allowed to leave the base. And yeah. She would. Yeah. She, now, that wouldn't she, be a whole lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being yeah, on lockdown she was, in a place she, like you know, that. She was, she had to put up with people like me. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, and then she would talk about taking on small arms fire, and I'm like, "Do what?" You know, yeah. I mean, just like it was. Speaking of Marines, little, you know. Leon, yeah, um, my daughter, 13. You know, uh-huh. you, you try to keep your kids away from movies, you know, until a cer- certain movies until a certain oh, yeah, age, absolutely. Right. So last night, just you didn't see Full Metal Jacket, did you? We watched God. it together. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Who said that? Oh, here we go. It was. Oh boy! It was. Uh, it's, you know, of course, uh, it's uh, to sit down and watch that with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Got some pretty strong language in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, some pretty strong sexual innuendos in that. Movie. <laughs> it kind of makes you feel weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I cringed a little. Yeah. I do. We do cringe. Yeah, Misty and I will watch a movie, and her daughter will be in there. Yeah, like, oop, pause it for just a second. Bump yeah. it forward. Yeah, yeah. We had to have a couple explanations here and there. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, I know. Yeah, there were a few questions. That what's that mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, he's really mad. He's really mad. Go oh, ask your mother. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> ask your mother. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, there's no, a couple no, great no. lines in that. There movie. are some great lines. <laughs> That's one of the, I mean, I haven't seen that movie in years. Years. Yeah, I haven't either. I can close my eyes and see that entire right. movie. You know, the great thing, and I know we're getting way off topic here, of but course. that's what we do. Yes. <laughs> yep. The great thing about that movie is that the drill sergeant was actually hired to be a consultant to teach the actors how to be a drill sergeant. Right. Well, and then once he kind of got in place and was consulting, they were like, look, why don't you just do, do it? The, yeah, exactly. exactly. And the guy made a living yeah. in, until he passed away yeah, being that sergeant being that guy. in all kinds of different things. Absolutely yep. right. Commercials. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and yeah. trust me, yeah. I know those DIs, okay? Mm-hmm. They sound just oh, like that it at was, 3.30 in yeah. the morning. He made the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he makes the movie. Wow. The, the opening scene... When he's going through that room and giving them their nicknames. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. When you're getting those nicknames and they're going through that room, there's not one. There's three of them. There are three. Uh, there's there's two regular sergeants usually and a staff sergeant or a gunny. And when they come through that room, it is like a tornado. <laughs> I mean, bunks are getting flipped. Uh, foot lockers are getting tossed. And you're standing at attention, and you're just like, oh, God, please don't pick me. Don't yeah. pick me. And, I mean, if you just blink wrong, it's not one that's on you. It's three. One in your face, one to the left, one to the right, screaming in your ears. And they're just begging for you to flinch. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're all screaming at you at one time. And then they're giving you three different commands at the same time mm-hmm. to do something. Yeah. Look forward. Stand I'm up. So sit down. I mean, oh, they just get after it. <laughs> And that goes on for months. Uh, but it was uh, it was fun. And uh, there's there's certain movies that you just gotta watch mm-hmm. with your kids. Um, Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. I mean, not quite ready for Animal House yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. 
But yeah. you know the classic dances with wolves. I mean, there's certain yeah, movies yeah. you know you just you just got to watch. Absolutely. And some of the outdoor movies have been oh gosh, I mean, have you ever done that? Go on to Google and search uh, great the greatest outdoor movies that there are. Do it sometime for real, mm-hmm. and just look at the list and and ma- make a checklist. Okay. Have I seen all of these movies yet? Huh. Because I'm telling you, when you see there's about. I don't know, there's about five or six, because I've done that before, there's about five or six different places that they have a really good list of outdoor movies. And one of the best, and the the one that came to my mind that was on everybody's list, what what do you guys think it is? We had this conversation, what, a couple months ago? The best uh, is... A uh, bit, yeah. What's his name with the beard? Um, what's his name with the beard? Never mind. <laughs> my mind's blank. I'm I can drawing see. a blank on my movie, but it's the one with Brad Pitt that... Uh, and, um, oh, the a river, river runs through. River runs through it. That was one. That was yeah. one that was on all of the list. Jeremiah Johnson. Jeremiah Johnson. That's it. Jeremiah that's Johnson. it. Yeah. That's, Johnson. it. Yeah. Okay. that's the first one. When right. I searched it, the first one, I said, "You know what? My favorite yeah. is Jeremiah Johnson." <laughs> yeah, and that was on like all of the list. Skin that one, Pilgrim. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Anyway, we got a lot to get to today. Yes, we do. Um, fishing. Yeah. We got some uh, land management stuff. Yes. And uh, Dave, you got an article that just recently came out, which is uh, essentially you've been around a lot of different land over landowners through the years and successful properties as far as hunting goes. Right. And you wrote an excellent article that showed the traits and characteristics of these properties. It's kind excellent, of the common ingredients. Excellent read. Yeah. Good. And uh, whenever it gets posted posted electronically somewhere, then we can share that link on the Outdoor Show Facebook and Instagram page. But we can't publish it like as a PDF, right? On our website for some, or on our Facebook Instagram page for some reason. When is it going to be published? Um, it's it's written and published in the mail now. Okay, so it's on the mailboxes right now, but I don't know where electronically it might be. Do they have? Um, because it, it's getting yeah. sent to. From web, uh, Wildlife Trends and sending all their subscribers, mm-hmm. and they have an online uh, presence that has PDFs of the articles. Right. And so, so, right. so once it gets online to to that. Is it yeah. public? Once it gets online? Or? I'm not sure. I think I think you have to be a subscriber. Some but, of them are and out. some of them aren't. Right. Okay. Right. On yeah. that Wildlife Trends publication. Because, yeah. you know, they, they always have the bait yep. to get you Something to sign to up. At, yeah. Yeah. You know, so if, if it's bait, <laughs> then maybe we can provide a link to it. Yeah. If, if not, then we'll be SOL. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it, it, I, I did. I, I read it twice. And uh, well, I'm glad that uh, um, Andy Whitaker, which, you know, mm-hmm. Jeff is uh, the editor. And he reached out to me and said, hey, I, I need an article. I was thinking about this. He said, I was thinking, you you know, that's you've, been, you've been around it for 25 years. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, uh, why don't you pull together what the common ingredients are the best properties you ever managed and put it together? And then mm-hmm. he gave me an idea, and I just ran with it. So, Well, I got I got a lot of my um, traits, characteristics from hanging around you for a number of years. One, one of the great things that Dave taught me is that, dude, you, gotta, you can't have the deer stand right out in the middle <laughs> of a field. Yeah. You know, you got to. head. I'll tell you that, I mean, this is the truth. The easiest thing to do is grow big bucks if whoever, landowner, whatever it is, does the right things. The hardest, the biggest challenge always comes, no matter what I'm doing with somebody on deer, it always comes to hunting mm-hmm. and that hunting pressure. 
and teaching them how to hunt smart. Mm-hmm. Not hunt less as so much, but hunt smart. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I can roll on property. They're like, oh, man, we see a bunch to begin with. And then, you know, it seems like all of our neighbors are shooting them. And I'll, nope. Nope. You know, nope. You're nope. just boogering them up. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're in and out of stand. You're screwing Walking them up. across the field. Yeah, to get screwing to them up. Shooting house. And, and I'll yeah. never forget, and I think I told the story quite a few times on this show, but I'll never forget because uh, you were telling me that, look, you want to be able to get in the stand and out of the stand and, and they so that they don't even know you came or went. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he goes, if you end up teaching one, then the one teaches the rest. <laughs> especially especially the big nanny, though. Uh, yeah. Exactly. She, she's going to step out oh, and look man. at that stand every time. I mean, I, I, I literally finally killed yeah. The, the, you the, killed the old girl. I did. I, I it just I had enough of her. Oh, blow, we call them blow does. <laughs> yeah, blow does. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it's like, and and I was hunting out of a gunslinger on this particular spot, and you know, gunslinger is a yeah, climbing stand. Climbing climb stand. stand. And and mm-hmm. and by the way, in a gunslinger, for the most part, if you're on a big enough tree, you're hidden. Yeah. You know the the, yeah. the trees between you and the deer, so you could just kind. She she would peg me every time, every time, and I finally and she and she had twins. <laughs> Hmm. And um, you know, she was teaching them. She was teaching them exactly, and uh, and, <laughs> and, 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 and she she yeah. finally turned into a venison burger. That's Good. a good thing. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You can't really help the uh, you know a lot of times ladder stands in the woods. You got to get to them some yeah. way, shape, or right. form. But kind of the bottom line on the goal of the food plots is if you got there thirty minutes before dark and there's fifteen deer on the field, can you get in that stand? And if you forgot something in there, can you get in there, get something, and get out and get back to the truck with, and not booger them up? Mm-hmm. They still stay there. So that's the goal. That's that's totally. Yeah. I, I had a ladder stand up that was on. You know, I had a field. I had this, you know, this tripod on one side, and I said, you know what? If, if the wind switches, I want to have something I can hunt on the other side. So I put a ladder stand on mm-hmm. the other side of the field. Mm-hmm. And of course, neither one of them. This was kind of before me and you got together, and we were. You were like, hey, duck, you know, you, you got your, that stand right there, you know, you're, it's not helping you out. <laughs> so you see it, you just shook your head and that ain't going to happen. Yeah, and you're like, what? What's wrong with that? So I wanted to, I, you know, I, I had hunted that stand and, you know, it was weird because I'd hunt that stand and I wasn't seeing anything. I'm like, wait a minute. Every time I hunt the stand on the other side when the wind is good for that, I see deer over here. So why are they not coming out mm-hmm. when I'm here in it? Right. <laughs> And so I said, you know what, I, and this was after talking to Dave, and so I said, you know, I grabbed a gun, gunslinger, and I hung this gunslinger about uh, back on the edge of the wood line because I, the ladder stand was out in the field in like a little group of oaks, and so I hung this, um, what is it, the same kind of climber that you were talking about. Gunslinger. Earlier. The gunslinger. Yeah. I hung a gunslinger in the back behind the ladder stand about, I don't know, about 50 yards or so. And I'm sitting there, and it's starting to to get prime time, and expect deer to come out. And I swear to you, I watched a doe pop her head out of the woods to my left, about 65 yards away, and she poked her head out of the woods and immediately turned and looked at that ladder stand. <laughs> of course, she did, and just sat there and stared at it for a while, mm-hmm. looking for an imperfection. Yeah, just something. Yeah, yep. And then she realized that there was nobody in the stand, and then she, she pops stepped. out. I'm like, you, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh huh. You, pow. there's yeah. the problem. Yeah, there's there's the problem. The problem. Yep. That's why I wasn't seeing anything when I would be in that stand. No, she busted at this wind. Time. I have yeah. a question for you, Jeff. Um, now, as you guys know, I don't hunt, mm-hmm. but I do like to shoot. Um, in your hunting areas. If you could offset a uh, an elevated stand, a blind, mm-hmm. uh, not a not a uh, 
a tree blind. Mm-hmm. How far back could you sit from one of your feeders and still have a clear field of view of that entire uh, field? That depends on the Bench. habitat and what's going mm-hmm. on. Well, the, oh, no, I understand that yeah. completely. I'm just asking yours in particular, Jeff, or yours, Kevin. So my, my longest shot's probably 150 yards. I mean, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. how I mean, far off the plot is your um, stand? 50, 75, 100, yeah, 150 yeah, yeah. They're, 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 yeah. My my shooting houses um, are way away from the way deer. back in yeah. there. Okay, yeah. I was just curious. Three. Because- I mean, I got one that you know it's the one field that uh, the back of it's three fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, got another one that uh, I can shoot into another field, but I'm it's kind of a I'm not really hunting the field, right? But I can shoot the field. Yep, and that's five. Okay, see that that's the, those are the ranges two hundred to five hundred. That's my that's yeah. my comfort zone all day long I got with some, the wind and i got I'm some just curious friends what it is for you. that are up into up in that area mm-hmm. and that's all they're doing now they're they're doing long range yep. and it's kind of similar to what dave you were talking about they are having such a higher percentage of success on the real big ones when they're 500 yards away mm-hmm. way 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 more success than trying to hunt a you know a, a corn pile or a, right Right, you know, because they're hunting bait or fields, but they're just doing it from five hundred yards away. Right, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> way more success. I, 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 there was one thing that that hit me, and they, we've known each other all of us for for years and years now. And I remember when <laughs> this is so funny. I remember when they legalized corning in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was legal back in the nineties. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, well, you know, they sold that. No, it was, when, when it was legal it was, to sell it. It, it was too, <laughs> they, it they was, sold a lot. Right. The, if I remember right, when it, did it, it become it, legal? It, it was two hundred and fifty yards out of line of sight, right? Which was legal, right? Uh, but uh, hunting an actual corn pile, and mm-hmm. and I, I remember specifically you talking to a couple of us, and you're like, "Good luck with that, boys." And I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking hey, I'm gonna kill every buck in the woods. You know, I, I'm, this is going to be so because easy. Because it's going to be legal to bait. It's going to be yeah. legal to bait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go take my five-gallon bucket of corn, mm. and I'm going to hunt my gunslinger up, and I put my camera up. and I'm going to smoke them. And, and, dude, this year is the first buck that I've ever killed over corn. It's, I've had my property since 2006. Yeah. First year ever. Yeah, first, it doesn't happen by very the way, often. It's the first buck ever we've ever killed over corn. The first one. The, we've killed them out of food plots. But we've never killed him. You know, it's amazing. Oh, it's a, yep. like, you'll, and I'm sure you've seen this before, Dave. You'll you'll kill a big buck, and you go to gut him and clean him up. Then you you find corn. <laughs> oh yeah, but he ain't showing up there on the daylight. It's hour. unbelievable. Know. You know. Yeah, he's you know, getting. I don't want to get up on the soapbox, but that's the. I didn't put that in the article, but the other um, characteristic is none of these guys bait right mm-hmm. as far as shooting big bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the other huge challenge mm-hmm. is to break these old habits of. Just having to have corn, having to have corn in front of you, right? Is like we'll set up these perfect spots on a perfect private property, et cetera, and I come back and, and there's, there's corn there's all corn. around. They're like, <laughs> why'd you do that? Right. right. Oh, we're just sweetening it up. Right. Well, yeah, you don't need to. On a good spot, your footprints. Yeah. You don't need to. All right. Um, before we go, take our first break, and then we'll come back and do weather and tides. Tim, dialing us up for a kayak fishing question here in the first segment. Let's go to Tim. Good morning, Tim. Hey, guys, uh, change the subject, but uh, I wanted to pick Captain Leon's brain and your brains. Uh, I'm going to launch my kayak here in a little bit in Palm Valley. and wanted to 
get the best strategy for the day based on what Captain Leon has seen lately. But I was thinking of just a float and uh, hit the oyster bars, uh, or I've got a couple holes in the creeks that I could just uh, throw a live shrimp and a jig head and wanted to see what you all think was the best strategy with the conditions we've got over the last couple of days. All right. So if you're launching out of the, are you going out of the Nocatee boat ranch? Yes. Okay. Uh, I would definitely go north to those creeks to the west, and I would go okay. to the back of the creeks. Wait, wait, go north? Yeah. Oh, okay, the Nocatee list. Yeah, the Nocatee list. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Now, I'll say this. If you go. Hey, the second one to the north is off limits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a, there's Why a load. That? Yeah, that's, that's private. That's, that's private. I got a 25 inch red yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Did I see you out yesterday paddling to the north? I was out there in the afternoon. I think your boat was already in uh, when I got out. Okay, I got you. Listen, there have been some spectacular schools of redfish up around marker 14 if you want to go that far north. And there's some to the south, too. Uh, yeah, go, go north or south. I'm yep. just telling you, Tim, that, that you got, either way, you're good. Yeah. There's some good schools. I was there out there this week. They uh, Yesterday, I did have a problem catching them. They were really spooky, and they would just cruise right past both live and artificial baits. But like I said, you got a 1055, so you got about a 10 a.m. low tide there. Great tide. And it's just, it was so glassy. You won't have any problem seeing these fish. I, I, I was using a little three-inch swimming mullet in white, a gulp. Okay. And okay. Uh, I I don't use live bait on the kayak just because it's kind of a pain in the rear to carry it. It's just an extra thing. Yeah, it, I get it, it. Yeah, I mean, it's just something else to worry about. But, yeah, Tim, the creeks right now, and I always used, especially with today where the conditions are going to be pretty pretty smooth. Yeah, the, the only thing that I would caution, Tim, is it's the, the radar's ugly. Yeah, you got so, some so, rain possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but just the, uh, yeah. The, yeah, there's uh, a little, there's a little but it looks like sight. 12 o'clock. Is, I'm going to be off the water. Okay, good. Yep. Yeah, eight eight-ounce yeah. jig head. I'm a big fan of in those mm-hmm. creeks. You know, it doesn't get hung up on the oysters. And okay. uh, the oysters, though, I mean, almost every oyster bar we caught fish off of the other day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds great. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. Hey, All right. Good luck, See Tim. All right, let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll do a weather, a tides. We got a full studio in here today. Me, Jeff Logman, Captain Kevin Favor, Mr. Dave Edwards, and Captain Leon Dana right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor mm-hmm. Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. All right, uh, let's do a weather and a tides. How about that? Let's do. Um, we'll start with a weather forecast brought to you by the Bearded Pig. A big thank you to the folks at the Bearded Pig. They provided the lunch oh, at the ninth annual really? Walter Chuck Foster Angelwood Sporting Clay Shoot on Thursday, and it was outstanding. The grub was awesome. Of course. Had some pulled pork, smoked chicken, coleslaw, mac and cheese, Sweet tea, and they uh, they had these cookies that are just evil. E- evil. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, they're like thin and crispy. Chad, I don't know. I mean, if you can have them on March 9th when the outdoor show is going to be at the Bearded Pig at the Beach <laughs> location, that would be fantastic. Oh, boy. Here we By go. the way, got a special menu on March 9th. You coming to the March 9th event, Dave? Get a little pig? Oh, oh I love the pig now. The, that's, it's the I weekend mean, after the, the El Cheapo. Okay, El Cheapo's the set of uh, the yeah, second, but it's all just also youth and March 9th. Yep, the what youth turkey? Oh, is that the youth? Yep. youth weekend? That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, well, Dave's not going to be. Are you going to be turkey hunting youth season? Mm, no, but I got you ain't got no more anniversary. Use. I can uh, I on can, the eighth. I can. Add. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring her. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, perfect. You got you got some grub on the ninth. Go. I mean, she'd love to come. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, how's sure. how does the sounding of a beef rib with eggs sound good? It sounds like heaven. Mm. All right. So, uh, Weatherport brought to you by the Bearded Pig. If I can get my uh, my phone to dial up, here we go. Uh, by the way, uh, got some things to report from the uh, from the shoot too. And uh, as usual, Kirk Kirk shot pretty good. Well, Kirk shot pretty good. Good for him. All right, so you got a cold front pushing across our waters this afternoon. Going to have some occasional light rainfall ahead of this boundary expected this morning. And then some steadier rainfall developing mid to late afternoon hours. So uh, be good, I think, to a little fishing in this morning. So uh, what does that mean for today? West winds 10 to 15 knots becoming west northwest and diminishing to around 10 knots in the afternoon. Seas around two feet with a period of seven seconds. Occasional light rain this morning, rain during the afternoon. Tomorrow, north winds 15 to 20 knots. Seas three to five with a dominant period of five seconds. That's tight. That's ugly. Monday, north winds 15 to 20 knots, diminishing to around 15 knots in the afternoon. Seas five to seven feet. Tuesday, north winds 10 to 15, seas 5 to 7. Wednesday, north winds 5 to 10, seas 3 to 5. And then here comes the change Wednesday night. It's coming out of the south, 5 to 10. That's when it'll kind of change a little bit for folks. Yeah, and then your your tides brought to you by Angie Subs, our good buddy Ed Balin. And uh, how many times have you been there this week? Well, I, uh, here, here's the thing. Thursday, had the angel would shoot. Right. Bearded pig for lunch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. And then went and did uh, uh, Jaguars Happy Hour, and then picked up Taylor from school, which is a radio show. Yeah, radio <laughs> show. <laughs> that clarification. Well, yeah. Back yeah. in the day, Vic Catchman, it was truly a happy hour okay, for Vic. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm good okay. with that. Yeah. yeah. Vic Catchman used to be the senior editor yes. at Jaguars.com and uh, was a radio personality as well. Mm-hmm. When. And it wasn't called happy hour back then. I think maybe some of the idea of calling it a happy hour maybe evolved from Vic's right. attendance mm-hmm. for the uh, Jaguar show back in the beginning. And he's always gruffy. Uh, yeah, but it depended on what time of the show it was. <laughs> at the, be- it. At the beginning of the show, he right. was grumpy. But right. by the time it got to the second half of the show. And, and his favorite libation was? Um, clear. Something clear. 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 Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then he was a happier dude in right. the second okay. half of the show. All right. All right. Okay. But uh, but anyway, that Thursday did the shoot. Angel would shoot. Had beer to pick for lunch. Picked up Taylor from school. She's uh, getting ready to do a play, so she had to stay late. Mm-hmm. And then we went straight to Angie's for dinner. Wow, that's that's a pretty good day. Yeah, pretty yeah. good day. Well, that's a yeah. win. Yeah. So you've got a uh, a low tide this morning at basically nine o'clock, and then your your high tide this afternoon is is three o'clock, and very. Light tides. I mean, it, it, it's uh, like a four point two high tide, and then it, it the, the the low tide looks like about a zero. It looks like so not not much tide movement at all today, which which makes fishing kind of much moons, easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and then just add an hour on tomorrow. That's your tides report brought to you by Angie. And Ed's got a store in the airport now. He does. Yeah, he yeah, does. That's right at the airport. Angie subs at the airport. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Ed's been uh, Ed's been working hard at the airport lately, trying to get everything just right. Mm-hmm. 
I bet that's a fun job. A little, a little hey, let me yeah. ask you because I'm going to be flying soon. When you go through TSA, do I go to the left or to the right? You know, that's a hands? great question. I haven't been there since uh, it's opened. That's I a great question. I think it is to the left okay. too. All right, not positive, but if somebody knows, six four one ten ten. And I don't know what the hours are. I know that they're open more now in the evening. Right. Okay. But I mean, having Angie's for breakfast, I'd oh take that God, in a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and I haven't seen the menu at the airport yet. Does it have all the name subs like it does at the original? Okay, I don't, know. I don't I would, know. I would think so, but I don't know. I'm going through know. the airport tomorrow, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be checking it out. It's a different crowd, though. You know what I mean? The the, the beach oh, crowd, the beach crowd. Yeah, you don't have any bikinis and, and uh, right. cover-ups at, uh, right. at the airport. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, welcome, you know, welcome that, to Florida. Yeah, welcome a guy, to guy flies in from New York City and sees Angie Subs, and then he sees a, you know, my wife left me. He's going to be, what the hell is <laughs> my that? My wife mean? kicked me out. My wife kicked me out. Yeah. Welcome to Jacksonville, home of Angie's. <laughs> yeah. I think so. he'll do well, though. Um, oh, yeah. I just got the report. So it's to the right. Um, oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Next to gate A3. And that's Delta, if I'm wow. correct. Five to nine. Is that the hours, Ed? Is that 5 a.m. to 9 p.m.? I don't know. He says, uh, yes, 5 a.m. It's open at 5 a.m. Are you kidding me? Awesome. I'm fired up. Dude. You know, because there's not a whole lot to do. No, I'm there's seriously, not. You know, there's not a whole lot of breakfast right. places. You know, I mean, you, it's, it's just not. I mean, some, some of the bars open up at nine. But He's going to be a powerhouse of, there, I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. That. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Five a.m. to nine p.m. Nice, because I'm gonna know when I hit the ground. I'm you walk out. You walk out the uh, the walkway, and then you just you hit with the smell of Angie's. Mm. Like, I am home. Mm. Mm. I like it. A question. Here's a question I have. Okay, and this is for Ed because I know he's listening because he's texting me <laughs> right now. <laughs> right. Um, do you got crispy French fries at the airport, Ed? You got to right. Well, I, I I can tell you on Thursday, me and Taylor go. You know, because the last time we went to Angie's, right, it was me and Taylor and Dylan, me and the kids. Okay, they get uh, French fries for two, and then I got the French fries and um, tater tots mixed. Yeah, that's what I get. Sure. Money. I get both of them. Money. Yeah. Crispy. I got them crispy, right? So they end up, st- my daughter's stealing all my tater tots. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, girl, if you want tater tots, you get your them. own. Right. Your own. <laughs> so when we went Thursday, we got, we got French fries and tater tots crispy for two. Mm. Money. But they do not have fries there, by the way. Um, he did say that they have uh, Peruvian on a bagel. Nice. Yes, please. Ooh, okay. That'd be good. See, nice. I told you it's a different crowd. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to uh, yeah. ad- make the adjustment yes. to the yeah, out of town. Yeah, anyway. you do. Again. A- anyway, um, just uh, to follow up on the phone call that we had in the first break, because he was asking about, about fishing, mm-hmm. had the maiden voyage this week with the Ooh. Old Town EPDO. Okay. Oh. Which is, uh, it's like an e-bike on a kayak. Like, did you just get in it go straight for a little bit just to see? Yeah, but it was scary. <laughs> it's right. hauling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you get going fast and you turn the steering just a little Whoa. bit now, you join the Upside Down Club real quick. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Oh. Because that thing's rolling. Right. I mean, it's flat out. Getting it's after. rolling. Right. Yeah. Very um, sensitive at that speed. Y- yeah. yeah. You know, because the, the Big Water 132 by Old Town, it's not like a flat bottom boat so when you turn 
It I mean, digs? it it yeah, it it's got that bit. kind of that chine in the right, middle. Right, it, right. It'll it'll you know it'll turn on you. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But man, at the end of the day, and I didn't use the EPDL the the battery power at all until kind of at the end of the day. This is where it's really nice. Ready to go home. Because Let's go. tides hauling butt going out, mm-hmm. and because we fished the the very beginning of the outgoing tide for about two hours. And then once we were returning to where we launched at, was fighting the current and the wind. Double whammy. And and I'm pedaling, and I just reached down, hit that power button, mm-hmm. hit the plus button, hit the plus button, hit the plus button, <laughs> hit the plus button, <laughs> and I get it to four, which you can go one to five mm-hmm. on the pedal assist. And then I just keep pedaling, and then shoo, I was leaving Dylan in my smoke. Mm. And my dust. Oh, it's like, wait up, Dad. And he's, yeah. he's, <laughs> yeah. and he's wanting a toe. Oh, no, he did not. Dad, throw me a rope. Oh. Like, hell no. <laughs> he's got the trolling motor, though, right? No, no, no. He actually oh. took one of the, uh, he took the Hobie Links. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which is the the pedal, yeah. you right, know. And, right. and I was, I, see ya. Wow. It was awesome. Nice. When you're ready to go home, just push the button and go home. And you don't have to pedal. I mean, that's, you have an option and that you can just push go. a button and then get it to cruise without having to pedal. Yeah, wow. like an e-bike. You know, yeah, like you an just e-bike. Press the thumb. Exactly. Know, and juice. then you you do have a um, lanyard, safety lanyard. lanyard. You have safety lanyard, which yeah, you better you better wear that. Yeah, I'm just absolutely. telling you. Just oh boy, yeah. because you fall out and it's on power. <laughs> it's gone. Bye bye kayak. Right. I yeah. saw a video on some social, maybe Facebook or something, where somebody wasn't la- wearing their lanyard. Mm-hmm. Fell out and it's doing donuts around him like a loose boat, you know. Yeah. And yeah. it would do that Just because, especially with the rudder, because the rudder would turn one side or the you other. Caught. Yeah, it gets it, it won't. The rudder won't stay straight unless you got it tightened down, pin yep. straight. Look, okay. if remember the old days, the old steering on outboards, mm-hmm. they would do the same thing. Oh, they'll you, kick you, hard. Yeah, yeah. You, if if you fell out and do circles around you, people got run over oh, yeah. by their own boats. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that was, that was really nice having that option at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a few tweaks, um, rigging tweaks that I've got to make to it. Sure, but man, it was nice. We uh, we ended up catching. I caught a really nice red, um, and we went back into a creek where we did some exploring. Went way back up into this creek, and at we were trying to go so far, we actually weren't really worried about fishing because we were getting You're way, scouting. We were yeah, we were just checking it out, sure, we were seeing how far we could go, and I had. My uh, fish depth finder hooked up and everything, mm-hmm. and this is the first time I had the fish depth finder in this creek, so I was kind of curious to see what we we would see and what kind of depth it had and all, all of that. And we were spooking 30-inch redfish. Well, they're in there. That are in a creek that, I mean, it's about to peter out, It's the, and the creek's yeah. probably mm-hmm. 8 to 10 feet wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and you're six They're feet laying below the in grass. the grass. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Laying right on the edge in the grass. And I'm assuming they're up there trying to eat. They're eating a little minnows fid- and glass Fiddler crabs and, and or a little minnows. And, and getting warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and getting warm on the yep. mud. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. I used to, again, I used to love to do that. I, I had that little flats boat. I'd pull people in those those kind of waters. Yeah. It's awesome. It was, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the great thing, I think, that I, what I love about that kayak is that them fish don't spook until you get right on top. Yeah, of dead them. nuts on top of them, right. and you're like, dope. Yeah. You're like, I didn't know they were there. Oh, you know, you're too busy checking everything out and looking yeah. around. Mm-hmm. You're not looking where the, you know, okay, mm-hmm. I'm looking for fish. I don't know if I would have saw them anyway because your profile's so low. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but that was that was fun. All right, so I got fun. a great Jim Lux trivia question coming up when we come back. Uh huh. And and and, and uh, I haven't right, looked right 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 up right up Dave's alley. Okay, right up Dave's alley. So if alley. he doesn't get it oh, right, he's going to be embarrassed. It's going to not look good for him. <laughs> yes, it might you know oh, he, 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 might, he may have to get a little <laughs> no discount pressure. on his business. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> yeah, we no get, pressure. No. And then Chip uh, Chip dialing. He wants to talk turkey. Is it turkey season yet? It's close. Oh, it's We're coming. getting there. Oh, We're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> they're gobbling. Yeah, they're not gobbled out yet. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. All right, let's take a break. 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Here on the Outdoor Show, we have a very stringent set of rules. Yep. We do. Which, uh, when we have a guest host, which we have two of them today. Uh-huh. Love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my belly is happy. And by the way, I didn't call either one of them yeah. and tell them, oh, don't worry about they it. Know. Because, yeah, I, no, they I know. Yeah. I just let them bring it. They know. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I was making breakfast and I was, I was going by the store to get some stuff last night. My wife said, Shouldn't they be providing the guest breakfast? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 Mrs. Yes, you Edwards. Would think yeah. that, yeah. But see, we're kind of opposite. We require guest hosts to bring breakfast in. That's right, because and, it is a privilege to be on the outdoor show. That is right. Well, and and here's the deal: mm-hmm. Dave's breakfasts are just not ordinary. No, they are not. Okay, they are Leon's not. is a little ordinary, but I appreciate Leon's effort because he went by Dunkin' Donuts and got a plethora <laughs> at five a.m. of choices. Yeah. You got plethora. a participation I trophy, feel, Leon. Right. <laughs> I still feel really bad with what I brought in after seeing so, what Dave brought. So Leon goes to Dunkin' Donuts, but Brother Dave <clears throat> goes to the old freezer. Yes, he did, and oh. to the supermarket. Mm-hmm. First of all, in the freezer, he breaks out deer bacon. No oh. kidding. Deer venison bacon. bacon. It's unreal. It's it unreal. is so damn good. I don't know where he's getting made at, but I need to start hauling deer wherever that is at. It's Alabama, yes, isn't it, Dave? Somewhere in Alabama. Mm. Can I transport? Yeah, I can. I can transport <laughs> venison meat across state lines. I need to do sure. that. It's already dead. Goodness yeah, gracious. <laughs> he's got venison bacon sandwiches. He brought in fresh bread, fried eggs, Venison bacon, stopped by and got some Duke's mayo. Mm-hmm. And is that a little tinge of mustard that I taste? A little taste. I, I taste something. It- so the moral, the moral of the story here. Yes. The moral of the story here is that Dave is a better person than Leon. Oh, oh it doesn't take wow. much to get there. Okay. <laughs> So, Dave, if we made you a permanent guest host, would you bring breakfast <laughs> in every day? Right? Yeah. right? Oh. All right. Oh, so, that's so, worth it. So, so, uh, well, okay. Well, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah, let's take Chip and then let him run out. Okay, he's right. he's got to get something out of the truck to further add to the breakfast oh, sandwiches. goodness gracious. He forgot a special he's, sauce he's that goes on the He's insult to injury. Sandwich. Yes. So, in the meantime, let's go to the phone lines and bring in Chip. He wants to talk Chip, turkey. Chip, Come on, Chip. That, that's pretty close. Yep, yep. Chip. I was just going nuts because they're they're out here blasting away, and it's uh, what forty three days away. I know and, uh, it's depressing. It's, it's crazy. Very depressing. I I don't understand Georgia. Cut it short on the back end. You know, let us have the front. So we've been saying that it, for yeah. gosh for what? Well, t- it, ten years it, we've been talking about that. 
Well, they just cut well, us off. Yeah, is this the second year they've cut us off or the third? We're talking about starting yeah. it later? Yeah. It's the second yeah. year. Second year, yeah, the, okay. The, so it's this will be the third time. This I will believe. be the third year, that's yeah. right. Right, 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 yeah. So, yeah, and, and just just what you're talking about, Chip. I mean, we you know, you and I had this conversation yesterday, and um, just so folks understand, like, th- th- there was always a, a, a difference in the, in the opening week of Florida-Georgia. You know, Florida would open up like the 16th, and then Georgia would open up like the 23rd, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It was, mm-hmm. it, there was a week difference. So it really gave us a week, Jeff, to hunt Florida, yep. you know, and then, and then you could start your, hunting your place in Georgia. Well, now Georgia doesn't even start until the, the first weekend of April. March 30th. March 30th, yeah. I mean, which is... And then it goes to May 15th, and we've been saying for quite some time that there should be no May season. Yeah, I, I, would, I would give back those two weeks of May to get my one week in March. I would say let them have two and a half weeks. Yeah, that yeah, absolutely. And give us our week. Back yeah, yes. I, I'm, in I'm early March, you, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, that's yeah, just I agree me. with that. It's just there's so much seems so much more active and fired up right off the bat, you know. And I mean, I, I guess because we've had such a warm February, these birds just think it's spring. It's loving the air. Well, let me ask Dave. Dave, if have you heard anything as to why the state of Georgia? took a week off of the front end of their turkey season when they go all the way to the middle of May, which makes no sense. Um, I believe it's to allow the birds to breed. Before the season before starts. The season well, and, starts. The, and, and by the way, it went from three birds to two birds. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. I'm fine with. Yeah, I'm fine with yeah, too. I'm fine yeah. with yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, you know, that later part, it's not helping the hunter because even at Cabin Bluff, where we were selling hunts, mm-hmm. we quit hunting. Right, I don't hunt before man. the season even ended right. because they just, you know, they were done. They were yeah. done, and it's yeah. hot. They're all laid up. Yeah, yeah it starts getting hot. They're all gobbled out. They're all they're done breeding. <laughs> they're all gobbled out. They're all yeah. gobbled out. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm all for still having uh, uh, the opportunity, a fair opportunity at taking turkeys, but I just. I would love to know the reason of keeping it open into May. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-mm. Have you have you killed very many birds in May? I think maybe one. I've killed one. I've killed one in May. In at eighteen in, years. Yeah, I've killed one in May. So yeah, it right. gets hot. Right, we, 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 we've got to get to the this uh, Jim Lux yeah, trivia anyway. question. Chip, thanks, buddy. I, I'll I'll talk to you later on today. Yep, you got it. All right, buddy. See you. Right, uh, so 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 here we go. So first off, the, I have. A very qu- dis- uh, by the way, very disappointed in myself that I didn't get the proper dimensions on a two by four. But I feel better now because Dave was asked the question right, during the commercial right, break, yes. and he didn't get it either. He got <laughs> it wrong. Which, yeah. I, you know, I, I just felt ridiculously he had the same guess stupid. as me. Yes, uh, that that I always thought a two by four was two inches by four inches. I had no idea that it was three and a half inches. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good one. Um, so so I have the first trivia question, which is the official one. We right. have mm-hmm. right. we have multiple today. Yes, yes, yep. so we, we, we do. So the, the, the first It's one, to give you guys a chance to catch up right, to is, me. Is is a is a is a multiple <laughs> choice question, the first one. All right. The second one is an audio clue. Mm. All right. We're getting so, high tech here. Yeah, exactly. All right. So <laughs> so I, I I had to come up with a question that that I felt Dave, you have to go last. On okay. this, okay, um, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question, and you're gonna understand why. All right, so deer are very adaptable. 
Mm-hmm. And have this e- is the first question. This is the first which question. Which is multiple choice. Multiple choice. Okay. Yes. Deer are very adaptable and have evolved into a number of subspecies. Okay. How many subspecies are there in North America? Oh, wow. A, 12. B, 19. C, 24. D, 30. Chris, you're still leading. You're, you're Our choices up. again? Subspecies of deer. Sub, how many subspecies are there in North America? Okay, so let go on record as saying this is a crap question. Um, <laughs> it's multiple choice. So, oh, so I would second so, that. So, so, yeah, that so, really freaking helps so, me. So A, 12, mm-hmm. B, 19, C, 24, D, 30. Uh, I'm, I'm, since I'm odd, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go with the only odd selection, which would be B, 19. Okay. Leon? I have no damn clue. Um. We ain't got all day. Just 24. Pick one. Okay, he's going, so I got a, I got a go. B and a C. Yeah. Jeff? And, and A is what? How much? So, so it's 12? 12, 19. And what's D? D, D is 30. 30. I'm going to go 30. Okay. You're going on the high number. Um, Just because I want to cover the bases. Right. Here. Okay. All right. Guess what you're so, stuck so with. So, Mr. Deer Biologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did so this just I am for a you. trained, educated, 25-year <laughs> national deer manager. Uh, That's it. Toot, toot. Have toot your own horn. <laughs> I think it's A. I think, think it's 12. You think it's 12? All right. The answer is D. 30. Holy moly. Coming. Cow. <laughs> Yeah, I had no clue. Yep. I had no you clue. You had no clue? See, Not when I, you start throwing big numbers like that. What? Yeah. You know. Yeah, 30 Native species. Native deer. Are oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Jeff. I just got For the bonus points, name I don't know them. that's native deer. I couldn't it name could be any deer serving species in high, high fences and everything, right? Yeah. I, it says, okay. how many subspecies? And this this is, that was that was off the internet. Okay, so and, it's not like I So it's got to be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah internet's yeah. always right. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it, no, it was so funny because all I did was look up, because I knew we were going to be talking whitetails, yeah. and, and I just looked up like trivia questions for whitetails. And most of them were like, like, like crazy easy. And then I came to that one and I thought, that's pretty cool. All right, so I have one more. All right, all right. this is for fun. And so... This is an audio clue, and, and the reason that I did this is because this song came up. We, Carrie and I are watching the Fargo series right now, and this song came up, and she's, she's, like, she's like, you have no idea who's – because I was singing the song, and I said, I know exactly who sings this song, and I, and I did. She said, you're such a geek, <laughs> and, and this singer is, is in our time, all right? It's country singer. Okay. Um, and, and and when you hear the song, I want you, and, and I don't care who, to tell me who sings it. Chris? Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're perfect in every way I can't wait to look in the mirror I get better looking each day Cause I get better looking each day To know me is to love me I must be a hell of a man Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble But I'm doing the best that I can and, 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 Jeff? What a great song. It's a great song. Was that the original? Yes. That's the original. That's the original, yes. From 1974. Wow. This um. month, as a matter of fact. 
I don't have a clue. You don't have a clue? No. Because I, uh, I know I've heard Waylon Jennings sing that. I'm not yeah, sure it, if that's it, him. It, it was funny. Him. Um, um, I was going to say Waylon, but I don't think that's no, him. No, 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 nope. it's not. Not it's him. Not. Any idea? No. No, it's, it's Mac Davis. Mac? I would have never Davis. guessed that. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Mac Davis was an actor, too, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. He did a little acting and singing. Yep. Yep, that was, that's Mac Good Davis. Good voice. Oh, he was, he was awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> he was, according to Mac, he was perfect in every way. <laughs> he was perfect in every way. Yeah. <laughs> had fun. And Carrie's like, how, how would you know that? I, it, I don't know. You know, it's just one of those. Because he's a nerd. Yeah. When it comes to old country music, I am. Country music. Yeah, I'm just glad that I'm asked. I'm the guy. I'm. I'm glad I'm the one asking trivia questions because <laughs> I, I wouldn't have a clue. Like I said, you know, I'm still stuck on this. How many subspecies of deer are there? Mm-hmm. I, I want to know, like, what's the list? You know what I mean? The only one that comes to my mind, black buck. It's the only deer well, I can think it, of. It would. Of the top it would. Of my head. It would have to be an antler. Right, I mean, a moose mm-hmm. is considered a deer. Yeah. Oh, that, that, moose, that caribou, moose. mule deer. Oh, I, I was just thinking, just oh no, 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 no. Buck. Moose is a deer. Okay, El- okay. elk's a deer. Key deer. Yeah. Okay. Key deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, species. Mm-hmm. Wow. A doe Coos, is a deer. A Coos female deer. deer. Um, Osceola. I don't know. That doesn't um, include antelope. Some species of white tails. Yeah, that's there's several. So you should have known the thirty if you started thinking about it. Yeah. Kevin, isn't an antelope completely different than a deer? Yes, because an antelope has horns. Right. Not an antler. Right. An antler they lose. Right. So they won't be in that. that right. List. No, they were not. Right. They're not okay. in that, that, that category. That's, that's correct. So, hey, hey, speaking of concerts, uh, you sent us a, a, a text and you were going to go see our good buddy Willie Nelson at the St. Augustine <laughs> Amphitheater. Right? Absolutely. And, 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 speaking and of I, music. I, yeah, speaking of music. And, and, and I told you, I, I think I saw him 12 years ago. It was the most god awful, oh, worst concert I've ever been to. Terrible. Bad. Didn't and, you get and, a limo for that? I did. I yeah, took, yeah. I took <laughs> Leon, Leon was my driver. You. Yes. Leon, got, wow. Leon was my driver. You got a limo for Willie Nelson? Yes. Dude, the <laughs> yeah, whole that me. Come on, dude. This is Willie Nelson. That's so the, the limo, highlight of so the, the night. So the limo with Leon was the highlight of the night. 100%. Yes, it, was. It, was, it was all downhill was from mom there. mom and dad, Buford, <laughs> his wife, me, Carrie. What year was this? I don't know. T- t- I, I can tell you exactly okay. because I remember the big song. Of the night was that uh, which was my horses? It, yeah, mm-hmm. it and was. They played it like twelve times. They said yes, the, the Toby Keith song yes. that he did with with Willie Nelson. He so said whatever that was, that was the that, that was it, the year. It was, it, it was awful, mm-hmm. awful, awful. Really? I mean, my dad. How old is was Willie now? Ninety. My dad was so disappointed. I mean, he was so jacked up to go see Willie Nelson. And that was the oldest crowd I've ever gone to a concert with, too. <laughs> Wheel them in. Right. Like, yeah. like you're yes. a young man, Dave. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, no, I mean like old. Oh, yeah, yes. but, but I mean, yeah. come on. You're no, fired up. 80s. You're going to go see Willie Nelson, and you, yeah, yeah. you get at the end, you're like, oh, my God, I spent money on that. And yeah. so what did you think? What did you think, Dave? What was it? It was nice to see the legend. To see him, to be that it, but not it to hear him. It totally to, it was, sucked. It, they need to unplug his guitar and his mic. <laughs> really? Yeah. Let his, let his family. It was Willie and family. Need right. to put Micah out to pasture. Let him pass. Micah, his son, is phenomenal. He yeah. Cra- he, I mean, obviously, he's in the music with his dad, but right. um, crazy good on the on. What's his singing. name? Micah. Like M-I-K-A-H? I'm not sure how he spells it. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, that'll work. Sounds good. Yeah. Sure. We'll take it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was uh, Willie Nelson at ninety. Which was the what was the venue? The amp, the amp, St. Yeah, Augustine the amp. amp Theater. Mm-hmm. Wow, 
Now people are going crazy over because there's, I mean, there's willy nuts out there. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I'm a willy nut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I saw Willie Nelson. I don't know where my pants are, but I'm a Willie nut. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, gray uh, braided wigs with bandana people oh, you know, oh, walking yeah. around. Oh, you know, yeah. They're, they're Willie outfits. Oh, yeah. I, I like Willie. I'm just, I'm just yeah. telling his culture. Was there, was there a good cloud cover yeah, for was, the event? Yeah. There was a little bit of burning going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, one of the things I was disappointed in was, it was he didn't sing. No, he, he didn't. No. He talked. Yes. Yeah, talk the words. That, that's what I'm saying. It. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was continuous. Yes. There was no break or nothing. He just did, 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 and yeah. he go into, and he wouldn't finish the song. He would start another song. Yeah, just it was playing you know, some some parts of it. Yeah, yeah, that's all he did. I saw Willie Nelson, and it wasn't like I was going to see him. I mm-hmm. was a kid and just dragged along by my earlobes from. Come on, we're going to go see Willie. Yeah, right. And it was just like, oh, you know, we're going here. I'm like, okay. And it, <clears throat> I want to say it was Bull Run. Which is a venue, outdoor venue, in uh, Northern Virginia, and it was like 1973 or four. Okay, so heyday. back in his heyday, yeah. back before he really gained a lot of notoriety because he was kind of like the biker gang right. musician back yeah. then. Yeah, the outlaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's the first time my first experience with Willie. Okay, was then, and then I saw him. Because he was a part of the Highwaymen, right? Yes, absolutely. I saw him in concert with the Highwaymen at the. Uh, well, th- that's good because they can they they, they, they can drag great. him out. Yeah, they were, man, it was yeah, awesome. absolutely. You want to talk about a great concert? Oh yeah, the Highwaymen. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, mm. that yeah. was a good. Yeah, concert. That, but my biggest regret is never going to see Wayne Jennings. Me, yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's the one that you know. Uh, I know. Uh, I'd say my favorite part of the whole thing was when he came on stage. Yeah. Right. And I went, wow, there's Willie Nelson. Right. How's he, how's he moving? Did he come Still out with a stroller? It's kind of like what, it's <laughs> like what they say. And, you know, at 90 yeah. to be on tour. Right. And cruising around everywhere and just the hustle and bustle. Yeah. That's pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, that was impressive. That was impressive. Hey, but it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah. owning. A, it's it. kind of like they what they say about buying a boat. The best day is yep. the first, and the and the other best day is the last. Yes, it's great to see him walk on, and then you're happy to see him walk. <laughs> I was glad when they closed. Did you stay for the whole show? We did. Did yeah. you? Sucker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Chris. <laughs> All right, let's All right, take let's a break. Uh, we come back. We've got an LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. If uh, if there was a way to get that bacon venison bacon recipe for the Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week, oh listen, God to him. Almighty, listen mm. to him! I don't think he'd give it up. I don't think yeah. I'd eat a <laughs> Man, that is good. Anyway, we got to do the LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. Thank goodness I just finished my first because it's the first. Mm. I'm going to have more of the venison bacon sandwiches. Uh, we got to do an LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast. If you need some help in that department, go to LVHIRS.com to learn more. This week's tip comes from Captain Kevin. It's uh, almost turkey season, mm-hmm. but not quite. Mm-hmm. And shells can sometimes be the uh, the forgotten thing. You know, people yes. scramble at the last minute like, yeah, yeah. I know I got my gun, I got my decoy, I got my my blind. 
And then they're like, oh, shells. Oh, no. And at the last minute, it's too late. Yeah. Because the shells that you like are sold out. So now's the time to get it before everybody else buys your shells. When I think when we all first started turkey hunting, 12-gauge, three-and-a-half, three, three-and-a-half. Yeah, just absolute the sho- punisher. shoulder busters, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you didn't sight your gun in because it would... Hurt. Hurt. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 as time has evolved and shotgun shells have evolved, um, I have gone to a 20 gauge now and I'm shooting this TSS load number nines. Mm-hmm. And, and at 50 yards, it's a dead bird, man. It's a mist mm. coming at them. It's unbelievable. These, these, these shells, three inches. Number you know, nines. Number yeah. nines. Number nines. A little small shot. Yeah. And, and it's, um, Totally deadly. Uh, it's uh, it's lot, almost everybody that I know that's real serious about turkey hunting. Most mm-hmm. of them have all switched to the twenty gauge. Yes, yeah. that's right. You they know? have. But with with this technology now, with with, with this shot, it's mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. Um, and like I said, you know, where even even on the twelve gauge three inch, I mean, I was trying to get them in at thirty yards, twenty five yards to make sure, yeah. you know. But with with this load, it's it's crazy. Lights yeah. out. Yes. Yep, yep. So, what do you and pay? by the way, they're, 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 for they're the TSS? I, I think I think it's fifty-two dollars for five shells. Woo! Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, but Woo! How how many times yeah. do you shoot? That's right. How many times do you shoot a year? In turkey season? Yeah. Well, hopefully twice. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> two two times. Yeah, hopefully twice. That's 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 my point, though. You know, we shoot two sometimes times. only once. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure as heck not going to try to save five dollars on right. a, on no. a shotgun shell. On one to, shot, uh, yeah, yeah, on one shot, you know. No, it's um. But by the way, it, and, and I talked about this. They it's have an expensive sight in, though. I don't sight it in. <laughs> uh, it, really, it, 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 you, you sight it in with the cheap bird shot. Yeah, and that's you, it. That, and yeah, you flip it, over. Exactly, you flip you over. might, you might do one. Right, I do TSS to confirm. And by the way, I did one. Yeah, you know, years ago when they first it was, and I did it at fifty yards. It was like wow, you know, and. But anyway, you can buy them at Strike Zone. Uh, Rick Stinson's the one who, you know, yeah. t- told me about this, and and you know they, I, I know that you guys are probably like what, but I mean they sell four tens now specifically for turkey mm-hmm. hunting with with this TSS. Yeah, my, my buddy yeah. Timmy, that's what he he likes. Is that crazy? Yeah, a single shot four ten. Just lead shot. No, 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 it's tungsten. Tungsten. Yep. Matrix mix, yes. heavier black, like than black lead. Kind of stuff for yeah. duck hunting. It's yeah. Kind of yeah. Light control wad. Yeah. It's amazing. I, uh, I, I've i been trying to take my bow the last couple of years. So, you know, it's yeah. one of those things I like, like that. Eh, you know. That's what, it, when I, we were doing so much turkey hunting in Alabama, I had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I started doing it. And you just got to, you just got to be okay with not killing a bird. Right. That's, that's right. That that's, you have called into 25 yards. Right. And it just doesn't happen. The uh, the gobbler walk. De- the gobbler decoy really helps that. Yeah, gives really you a does. Detention to, yeah, uh, gives you a chance. Yeah, really gives you a chance. Yeah, does that make the bird stick around a little more. Yeah, to, so, I mean, he's he, kind of becomes he oblivious, his right? To so everything else. That not you. Right. Yeah, I will tell okay, you I that it. I was trying to go um, complete um, non-commercial, no pop-up tent, kind of shoot them through a pop-up tent thing, like you're hunting, like yeah. regular. And I would get behind the tree on my knee. I felt like that gave me the best cover, mm-hmm. and I could 
draw back behind the tree. I can't get behind anything on my knees and like that. You're a big boy. <laughs> knees okay, so knees ain't going to do that no right. more. The, That's the, what I was going to tell you was, you know how long they hang up and all? You're yeah. stuck on your knee yeah. and my mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. everything else. And so uh, I actually talked with Will Primos and Brad Ferris, his camera guy, because mm-hmm. they shoot a lot of them. And I was like, how do you do it? Elevated chair. No, he sits just like you're shooting. You get in the front of the tree, right. just mm-hmm. like you're going to hunt with a gun. Spread your legs, sit on flat on your belt with your legs spread, yep. mm-hmm. and have a little bow holder. And well, that's for the short pick the right limb spot. bows. Well, yeah, and you got, he said the key is picking out the right spot with trees that you could draw back on. Right. So they go behind the tree, you draw back. Okay. And okay. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and by the way, I I remember that conversation we had, and mm. um, I, I've I've killed one with my bow in in Daytona, and that's how I did it. I was sitting against a little pine tree. You know, had the bird coming in and 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 spread. Your, it, it's it's unbelievable. You spread your legs out. You can you can pull that bow back. Oh yeah, yeah. It's real relaxing. Yeah, I, and I, I have. I always do. I have a little chair, mm. and it's not really a chair. It's yeah, just it's a little little. It's uh, a little square elevated platform. Yep. And, woven straps on it. Yes. Sit on. Yep. Exactly. And I use that because my bow is very long, axle to axle. Mm-hmm. And so if I were to sit on the ground, my cam would be in the dirt. Yeah. So right. I have to get elevated just a little bit. And then uh, with home field advantage, which helps, you you got the time and you expend the effort to build some blinds where you know. Yep, you're, you're probably going to be. Yeah, yeah you're going to have a chance. And then that gobbler decoy has, has made. Oh, yeah, it diverts our attention. and keeps yeah, you from looking yep. all over the place. Yeah. And the other thing I learned was, um, which I knew, but. Their vitals are not in the middle of the body. No, I had to learn that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did too. But they're mm-hmm. between their hips, basically. Yeah, right. You know, it's very way different. down low. Right, they're very different. Yeah, it's a. Uh, <clears throat> and the great thing is, is Google. Yeah, I mean, Google helps with so many so, things. So the other, the other <laughs> trick with that bow hunting when you're out, you know, in an open, not in a blind. I wouldn't think that. Yeah, is the Texas heart shot. So when he when right. he turns his butt to you and has his fan, fan up, blocking his he vision, can't see. You, yeah, right. And you just put it right in the middle of that. Right in the middle of the bullseye, mm-hmm. and that gets really. Him. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've never okay. You literally oblivious you, to this. That's I never right thought about vitals. googling vital area of a turkey because yeah. I'm a shotgun shooter. It would be I'm going for the head, right? No, well, with yeah, for for but, shotgun head, right? But you're so I for never archery, knew the vitals were down lower. Have yeah. you have you ever? I know you guys have the, the guillotine. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That, I <clears throat> I actually shot the first one, uh, the one that I shot last year. I actually d- nearly decapitated him. Uh huh. But it wasn't intentional. It was kind of a byproduct of the shot, mm-hmm. you know, where I was trying to get him right in that spot, Lower, and yeah. then I got his neck, and it literally, it like through the neck, through the vitals, right. And he literally never even took a step. Right. You severed that. You severed it. Just the skin kept it together. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So that was a pretty amazing shot. I mean, it wasn't like I was like, yeah, I was planning on doing that. Did you I find mean, your arrow? Oh lord, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's hard yeah. to be humble. <laughs> <laughs> Was, that's why I said it was lucky. <laughs> I like to say that I'm a good archery shot, but I'm not. Yeah, uh, yeah, but everybody see everybody listening on the radio can't see you winking at us. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. uh huh, yeah, it was just luck. Here, you know, here's here's where it's not luck, and that you spend the time and the effort to build the blind, mm-hmm. right? And that you're placing your decoy at a predetermined distance, so mm-hmm. you know. Okay, that's where I need to have him and where I want him at. That's mm-hmm. 20 yards. Mm-hmm. I try not to shoot anything. I'm right. I, 20, that's it. Right. Okay. I mean, most of those guys that hunt out of blinds in the Midwest and stuff, they're 10 yards. 
Yeah, I mean they're they're right on top of. I want it to be right at twenty. Yeah, yeah. You know, eighteen, nineteen, or twenty because I know where I'm going to hit. I know. Yep, I get it. You know, and and if it's other than that, I'm not going to get them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's got to be perfect. That's okay. Yeah, got to be perfect. Accept that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. We've killed enough. And that's part of uh, my management calendar. This for this issue is preparing for turkey season. You Mm -hmm. come out building where preparation opportunity meet. That's where you get lucky. <laughs> and so, um, building blinds, cutting your trails in, blowing them out mm-hmm. with, with the blowers, blower. yeah. so you can slip in, slip mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff you need to be doing right now, so you're ready to go when turkey season comes in in a few weeks. I don't do the blow the things for turkey season. Turkey season a little bit more mobile. Yeah, I'm way more mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. I don't know where I'm gonna end up. So. Yeah, but deer season, though, I'm more running gun than yeah, I am. Yeah, blind, I'm, blind I'm, man. I'm, I'm going to a spot early morning, and just listening. Him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just listening. Yeah. Um, and then, and then make a move from mm-hmm. there. Especially, it like, like Jeff and I. I mean, we've been hunting these pieces of property now for 20 yeah. years. You know what it means? That we, right. we know every trail. Every, every, we know where every, they roost. <laughs> where they roost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where they strut. No, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have to take a guess. Um, no. But anyway, hey, congratulations to Ryan Henson on uh, Facebook. He, are, we, are you keeping track of yeah, these names, yeah, by the way? Because yeah, yeah. every week we're going to be having, or every quarter we're going to have a yep, drawing. Yep, 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 yep. So he got he got the number right with 30. And by the way, um, it, <laughs> and everybody's like, that was a tough question. It wasn't an, an easy yeah. one. Uh, Brother James chimed in. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sent me a uh, little thing here because he obviously was near a computer so he could Google this. Oh, okay. And he said, uh, he sent me a little thing that said 38 subspecies, or it's the, let's just a little clip here. It says, there are 38 subspecies of white-tailed deer, including 17 occurring in North America, 13 in Mexico and Central America. So that's your 30 yep. that yeah. you're looking for. But then in South America, you would add another eight yes. if you were to include that. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, white-tailed deer, and maybe Dave can pronounce that. I'm going to challenge Dave. Yeah. Odocolius. Yeah, what, the, the, the very bottom one down there. That's, it's a white-tailed deer is a what? Virginianius. Virginianus. I'll see <laughs> Don't ask Kevin. Don't talk dirty to me, Dave. Sorry. Don't talk dirty to me. I'm sorry. What was that, Kurt? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's off. Did you say, oh, did you say something about my rear end? <laughs> Wait a minute now. Hold up. I don't oh, appreciate being Alice. the butt of a joke. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, we better take a break. Do on you, you want to? Yeah. Do you want to try that again, Dave? Or you just want to practice during the commercials? Or <laughs> say that three times real yeah. fast. Oh goodness. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Yes. Uh, we come back. Uh, more stories here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Ruder. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter, Jeff Lagerman, Captain Kevin Favor, Mr. Dave Edwards, Captain Leon Dana, all in studio today. Guess who I saw this week? Who? I uh, I played in a Willie Nelson. Little, yeah, <laughs> I played a little golf tournament with with brother James Schulte yeah. and Doug Wenzel. And, yeah. And um, uh, by the way, I sent you the picture. Did you forward that picture to Doug? By the way. I did. Good. I did. Absolutely. I sent, I, but yep. Real quick, I sent Kevin a picture because me and, and Dylan and Taylor went to the Bearded Pig earlier this week, uh-huh. 
So I had it twice actually this week. <laughs> right. um, I didn't and, get a call and and had a, a gift certificate from, from Doug, Doug from, and from used Doug. that. Yep. So I sent a picture to Kevin to send to Doug. I did. I, Thank I, you, Doug, I, I, very I said, much. Anyway, we were on like a whole 10, 11, and man, I'm just uh, this this smell of sausage. Mm. Just and, and, and you know you've played eight or nine holes, and you know, and, and you're like, damn, that where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, we go to the next hole. Here's CSS fireplaces. An outdoor living with this big tent set up on the on, and, oh, and, yeah. and, nice. and, and, and they're cooking nettle sausage. I'm like, nice. I'm like sweet. So they had this big, huge display of every kind of sausage nettles has, and uh, they're on like, a yeah, hole. It, it, yeah, on on the on, on the tea box. That's on, brilliant. Time out. Time it was out. awesome. Huh? Did you say daddle sausage? Nettles? No, nettles. Oh. Nettles. I thought you said dad. No, no, nettles. Nettle yeah. sausage. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that's yep, good yep. stuff. And by the way, I'm going to uh, nettle sausage today. Carrie and I are. We're going to go. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're going to Lake City. We're going to take a little trip through the plant and all that good stuff. So okay. look, That'll look, be fun. Look, looking forward to that, too. But I'll it give you good. a list. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. But no, that was cool, seeing CSS there. And, uh, and, and man, that, like I said, oh. That uh, that hot dog, that that sausage, sausage that dog was, was money, money man. stone cold yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good stuff. That was good for five more yards. Yes, it was. Yeah, it absolutely was. Mm. So uh, a couple stories yes. from this week at uh, uh, the Angelwood, the ninth annual Walter Chuck Foster Angelwood Sporting Clay Shoot. Want to make sure I got yes. that correct? Uh, we had a ball. We had a ball, and Captain Kirk. Uh, did pretty good. I was proud of him. Wow. He did pretty good. Well, we had a, a foursome. Kevin bowed out, so we ended up having a foursome. It was me, uh, Captain Kirk, mm-hmm. uh, Brett Cannon mm-hmm. from oh, Atlantic Coast, Coast Marine, Marine. Mm-hmm. and he had a new shotgun. Beautiful gun. Beautiful he's a good gun. shot. Yeah, he's, a pretty, he's a good shot. And he's got, it was a beautiful kind of a white wood over and under, I don't know the, the name brand up, but just gorgeous gun. Gordon's gun, but he kept wanting to give it away. We would go to a station. You know how you shoot. You know you go up there. You set your guns up on the yeah on the rack, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know when everybody takes their time. You know you're one at a time yeah. loading the shells at the station, of and you rotate out. And then we would go to leave every time, and we're like, um, uh, Brett, do you, you forget something? Do you yeah, want your, your gun? gun? Yeah. yeah, it's like seven times. <laughs> and so finally, I just said, you know what? I said, Brett, just just let it be. I mean, just let it. You know, yeah. let's just see if somebody really wants it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so see if it guy, finds its way home. The guys behind us were like, man, that's a really pretty gun. We sure would like it. I said, next time he leaves it, take it. Yeah, yeah it's yours. <laughs> it's yours. Yeah. But we had we had a great time and uh, had a lot of fun shooting. Had a lot of fun with fellowshipping, and that was, I think, the most important thing. Of course, and, and uh, had a great time, kind of celebrating the memory of of Chuck, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what the tournament is, is named after. Walter Chuck Falls. Yes. everybody knows him as Chuck. Mm-hmm. Great and, individual, and he knew everybody he as, was, as Bubba, uh, larger than life. Yep, and a lot of people. If you knew Chuck, you knew Chuck. Yes, you did, and he was awesome, and we had a great time, and we didn't compete for the title. We just had a great time. Mm-hmm. Of shooting, uh, the, it's hard to compete for that title. Yeah, because you, there's you a, know, there's a couple really shooters. really good yeah. teams. Yeah, I mean there's there's guys that are, that are breaking a hundred, and, and we split up. Some some are uh, on the north course, yeah. some are on the south. Did you course. shoot north or south? We shot the south. Okay, which for us has been a little bit more challenging yes, historically. I agree. I agree. Yep. And and we had we had a lot of fun. Um, the uh, uh, 
the shots are not difficult because you know it's a, it's a charity shoot. Mm-hmm. You're trying to let everybody have fun. The winning team was a four ninety seven. Or the, excuse the, me, three ninety seven. The 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 first year we did this, like three ninety seven. Like, three ninety seven. Like, like Jeff and I were shooting like fifties and sixties. I mean, they, they, these birds were coming Tough. out. I mean, we were like, whoa, 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 we need to, we need to back this thing off a little yeah. bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, can we yeah. make this a little easier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a big thank you. Like, like, like the only, the only, hard. The, only yeah. the only person who broke like ninety was was Jonathan Henrici. Yes, yeah, who's like all world, the, there's world some, class. There's some issues. Big thank you to all the sponsors because because of them and because of the participants. In past years, raised I think the last year was a record raised over seventy five grand. This year it was over eighty one grand, and all of that money goes to Angelwood, which helps the children and adults in our community that have developmental disabilities. And so that's the whole end game, you know, is that. Mm-hmm. So a big thank you to all the participants, all the sponsors, and our goal next year is to, to do it again, and it'll <laughs> make it a special one because it's going to be the tenth. Yeah, and try to make a goal of of a hundred grand. That's for, cool for next year raising for Angelwood. So, looking forward to that. <laughs> the first first year we shot, Jeff Jeff and I shoot, and Kurt gets in the shooting house, and and uh, <laughs> he goes pull. And he's looking around, and 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 it's gone. You know, yeah. he's like, "All right, what are you doing, Kirk? I don't see it." Kirk, Kirk couldn't <laughs> see it. It was coming. It, 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 it went boom in front of you. You know, and it's like, no, we we yeah. we showed it to him yeah. like <laughs> three <laughs> times. No, he was saying pull like five times. Still couldn't see it. <laughs> he couldn't see it, dude. Yeah. It was, he couldn't see it. Or he couldn't pick it up. Couldn't no, see it. Pick it up. Whatever you want to call yeah. it. Whatever the hell you want to call it. He didn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it at all. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think he literally he shot like eighteen uh, out of out of a hundred. That that yeah, but he it was, was struggling. Way yeah, tough, he man. was I mean, struggling. It was, yeah. it was pretty humbling. I remember because it was tough. Yeah. they had one skipping off the water. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, that yeah. was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it's fun. The water and ricochets up. And, and I will say, Kevin, that the 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 great enjoyment of watching Kirk shoot mm-hmm. is either over water. <laughs> or, or the a, rabbit, a tree. or the rabbit, <laughs> to see exactly how far oh, or yes. behind or <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. because you can't. I mean, there's, yeah, there's can, no hiding how far he's missed the shot. La- behind I'm it. telling you, last year that the rabbit, he was 15 yards behind it. Oh, I, and wow. I'm, I'm I, Jeff. Am I exaggerating? No. I mean, I'm like, really? Did he? I'm, I'm looking at Jeff. I'm, I'm not trying to You're laugh. Like, at here it comes. Here it oh, comes. Oh my gosh! It was. <laughs> <laughs> and even he would turn around and just go, you know, <laughs> yeah. shake his head. So he does. He did not like the shots that would essentially indicate where he was shooting at, yeah. right? Which was over the pond or the rabbit, oh, the rabbit. going across yeah. the ground. Yeah, you can see the shot and so the ground. It wasn't as bad as that year, Kevin, right. on the rabbit this year, but it was still significantly of a large distance away away from the rabbit. Uh, but uh, congratulations, we had two winners, and and thank you so much to Kirk because Kirk donated a fishing trip. Well, wow. And so the winners, we had a winner on the south course and a winner on the north course. The winner on the south course was Limbaugh Electric, Alex and his crew. And so they ended up getting second choice and they ended up uh, getting the dinner for four chop house, 13 steakhouse, Ooh. which Ooh. is amazing. Nice. Yeah. And then the winners chose to go with captain Kirk. And I believe it was uh, all state electric. 
Uh, and they they actually were out there earlier in the week at a different event. They said that the course was set up the same, so they had a little oh, practice, oh, they, little practice no, they round, did. which is fine. Uh, yeah. And then they had a few mulligans. They shot a they they're the ones that shot a three ninety seven. You can buy could you buy a mulligan? Yeah, you can buy mulligans. Okay. You can buy five five per person. Oh wow! And uh, and I bought our team ten, and okay. we ended up using them, you know, for different things. Sure. I mean, we weren't trying to compete for score, but we were just trying to. Get see, mad at a target. It, we'd right. want to shoot it again. I get that. Because, you know, sometimes you miss one. You're like, how did I miss that? Hey, yeah. listen, I used to be a competitive shooter in the sporting clay world, and the birds that would give me the fits were the slow and dumb ones, the ones that were in your face and going slow, and then they had matched up with a speed burner. Mm-hmm. And they would throw the fast bird first so you'd swing fast. So you already got momentum going into that first one. And all of a sudden, they'd throw a powder puff right in front of you. And you'd be moving <laughs> so fast to make you slam on the brakes. you got to change Folk. your mindset. Right. Exactly. Like up. Keep mm-hmm. your head down on the ground. We had one of them this year, Leon. Oh, God. We I, had one that was a, was a fast one that was going away left to right mm. and then a little lollipop. That's yeah. the one that like, gets that me. Gummit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to see that second one just disappear i mean i just want to evaporate it and either i'm gonna do one of two things i'm gonna throw my gun out in front of it or i'm gonna lift my head up to watch me kill it and yeah. every time i'll shoot right over the top of it mm. big, big thank you to uh david and the staff at jacksonville clay target sports what a great facility oh, it's amazing they, they do such a great job they do. there you know and they bend over backwards for the charity event that we have there mm-hmm. and do a, such an amazing job thank you to the angelwood staff we had a lot of volunteers um, including uh, Damara and and our, and her whole crew were out there working hard, and uh, some of the board members were out there from Angelwood volunteering their time. It was uh, it was a great day, and thank you so much to everybody for coming out. You know, and, and looking forward to next year and, and doing it again. And and uh, next year, and I told everybody before the shoot that look, you know, we we strongly discourage cheating if you're going to compete for the title. You know, because look, it's, it's, you know, there's people that are serious and are trying to, trying to do that. But I said, look, if you're not competing for the title, then I strongly encourage cheating on side bets with other teams. Yeah. <laughs> hey, smack talking is epic in sporting clays. Yeah, but yeah. let's not cheat for the title. Right, yeah. right, right. But if I'm going against Kevin's team or Leon's Ooh. team, then, you know, cheating yeah. is okay. Yeah. It's game yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And Victor from Wild West Guns and Gold, you know, he, he didn't have a team this year. His whole crew was like up at Seawee. Um, Charleston, Charleston, Southeastern yeah. Wildlife Expo, and but he donated uh, a Glock, which was raffled off. That's uh, Bill, cool. Paul, Bill Polikoff uh, donated. This was cool. It was a bottle of Angel's Envy mm. whiskey, uh, or is it a bourbon? Did you say it's Bill Polikoff? It's, it's, it's a bourbon. Big huh? Bill? Yeah, Big Bill. Okay. A bottle of Angel's Envy, and then a Pelican case that had the glasses and the really? the clear bottle yeah. that you pour the the bourbon whiskey into to let it sit on your thing sure. and it was going to be custom engraved and it came in a pelican case oh wow that's yeah. that was awesome yeah. raffle item yeah that's a great awesome idea. raffle item is that I'm, I'm just being stupid is that expensive whiskey i mean angels it's a it's a it's a it's a top end whiskey without being ridiculous okay. i have expensive. two bottles at my house i yeah. have the rye and the regular yeah <laughs> they're not cheap no, 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 no. They're no. not cheap. No. But it's a really good bottle. Oh, it's great. Then we had another another raffle item, which was uh, for 
um, an entry into the El Cheapo because okay. uh, uh, Angelwood is actually the charity of choice for the El Cheapo. Okay. This Very year, cool. Which is which is awesome. Yep. And uh, and then also there was a cooler which was more my speed. It had a case of beer. It was a Yeti cooler and a bottle of Jack, a bottle of Crown Royal. I was like, man, that's that that right there. Put it all in the thing, and it's a, one of them wheeled cart, yep. wheel cool, wheel right on the back of the truck. I was like, that would be good. So, but yeah, so uh, we had a lot of a lot of good items that people won, and and most importantly, great fellowship. Mm-hmm. So thank you to everybody for coming. All right, let's take a break. We come back. Want to hear about Mr. Dave Edwards' traits of successful hunting properties? Right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Folks, if you're in the market for a Cadillac, only one place to go, Randy Marion Cadillac, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. And also, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, go in there and tell them what you're looking for. They have dealerships all over the southeast at Randy Marion Cadillac, once again, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. All right, Mr. Dave Edwards, yep. uh, you wrote an article about uh, the traits of landowners that are doing a really good job with hunting and managing their property for wildlife. Um, give us some of the talking points, the keys that uh, that you felt were uh, the reasons why certain landowners stuck out to you. Yeah, and now we're, um, just to clarify, we're talking about deer hunting mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I didn't what, – so what I did was I uh, – I thought about all of the properties and landowners, hunting clubs that I've worked with mm-hmm. over the years from Illinois, Louisiana to New York to Florida. What, what were some of the most common, common things that were in common with all these very, yep. not just good properties that shoot, yeah. up, shoot uh-huh. a nice buck every now and then. I'm talking about ones that consistently right. are harvesting great bucks and having great hunts. And, um, Probably I didn't rank them, but just thinking as you asked me that, like, what? Give me some talking points. I would say your neighbors and having relationships with your neighbors is it, probably, yeah, I, I, probably a number yep. one thing. Yep. Whether you are a three hundred acre property or a two thousand acre That's property, right. because you are definitely sharing deer with your neighbors, and mm-hmm. if you're doing everything right on your property, and they're killing mm-hmm. them at two and a half years and three and a half years old, right. And, then you're this hurting your program. It's 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 crazy. Um, James Hazuri and I, we our our leases kind of connect, but a power line mm-hmm. is you know it, it is is in between, and and but as the crow flies, we're a mile and a half, two miles apart. Yeah, and we share the same deer. I mean, oh, yeah. he the deer that I hunted all year. I was sitting here on the radio show, and I said, "Well," I, and I showed Jeff the picture. I said, "James' daughter just killed my buck," <laughs> and, he, and 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 beautiful deer. Yeah, and, but really, we, I, but, pretty but deer. that buck had been on my property. I had been hunting him for three weeks, you know, and and uh, and and James had pictures of him on that on his property too. But anyway, yeah. you're 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 absolutely right. Yeah, I yeah. Think that's, that's key. Whether you yeah. got a big property or a small right. property, but. You know, for, for those for those with small properties, the more landowners you can be, yeah, practicing the same strategies, yeah, almost try to get a cooperative. Exactly. I mean, and other, you know, there's tons of benefits. We could do a whole 
segment on just co-ops and the benefits of that, not just having your neighbors participating and shooting, you know, the same thing you're shooting right. and managing the herd, it, but you could split fertilizer deliveries. You yes. Could, you know, mm, borrow absolutely. tractors and, you know, Jeff's got a, you know, a cultipacker and you don't. And he's and got a cab now. Now he's got a cab tractor. <laughs> yeah. And it's summertime, and you need to mow your roads. How's this phone call going to go? Hey, Jeff, what's up, buddy? Not available hey, to be <laughs> borrowed. Just let you know right now. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 you know, i got to mow tomorrow, and nope. it's supposed to be 95. Sorry. Can I come get the tractor? Nope. Yeah. Had to pull the uh, spark plug wire off. My tractor just won't start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. It's going in the shop. Yeah, it, but but I, I think that the other thing that that does – is it makes hunting fun, okay? When whenever you because listen, we yeah. share pictures. Yeah, we don't literally. It's not. It's not don't a hide. secret. Yep. You know. I, I mean, I I don't want a, you know Captain Chip Wingo who who leases property from me and and, and Corey Sparks and and Johnny Casera. I don't want them to send me a picture of a buck and go look at this and I've been hiding it for three weeks. You know, yeah. I, I, that's that's not we have more fun sharing pictures and, yeah. and, and and by the way, when you share pictures like that, Jeff, a lot of times we'll be like, is it is this a shooter? You know, we we, we talk about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and mm-hmm. um it, it's it just makes it more fun and than, than trying to compete. Exactly. You know, yeah. it, it, I just put it, together a um really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um had a couple clients on the Flint River that um they were having some deer shot. That Georgia? Things. Of Georgia, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, Macon County area. Yep. Um, and it started off with those two having some discussions and also needed to get on a uh, whatever, mm-hmm. some kind of regulations with Georgia DNR about antlerless doe tags. They needed to have contiguous acreage, mm-hmm. so they got a neighbor on board. Next thing you know, we had a meeting with, with landowners, and we've got uh, 8,500 acres now, mm-hmm. all – contiguous connected and everybody is on the same page and you're talking about sharing yeah they got a facebook page kind of thing that they communicate on yeah they're all posting pictures of bucks that hey and the beautiful thing is is they're they're having that discussion and going it's a damn good buck i mean it's like right you know 150 inch buck that they're all gonna pass because it's four and a half years old and they're trying to get them to five and before right Bang. There, there's question in yeah. your mind of whether that your neighbor's gonna pass smoke it. it. Right. You actually talk to that neighbor and they say, "Nope, he's on the do not shoot list." Wow. Then you know, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how. That's a good group. I mean, if you shoot, a, I'm not saying everything's in the antlers and right. all that stuff, but if you shoot a 150 inch buck, he's not gonna turn into a 170 because he's gonna be in the freezer. So, right. Um. Yeah. So that's one of the big key things is is the neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and the the one thing that hit me about the article, and I, I found this, and and by the way, huge learning curve, Jeff. You know it as well as I do. Whenever you 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 own a piece of property for almost twenty years now, the the changes that in in that property are, are amazing. Oh yeah, right? you know, yeah. I, I mean, and, and I I'm very fortunate because my the 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 lease that I have butts up to the property that I own. So it's it's a continuous thing, but it's also a, that's a work in progress. And at one point in time, it was a clear cut. Yeah. And then when I and I, and, and I thought, God, I'm not going to be able to hunt this year in my in my lease. And dude, the, that learning curve, we killed the hell out of bucks that year. Yeah. I mean, big bucks. Mm-hmm. All, I mean, I was like, wow. And and but the one thing that hit me in, in the article now is that that clear cut, which was that was probably ten years ago, is all planted pines now. 
and and, and it's about two hundred acres of of plant, and it's thicker than all get out. Yeah, and and you talked about that. That's that's the, that's a deer factory. It's a deer factory. Yeah, and and you know you mentioned the, the the hardwoods. You're like everybody wants to see you know a buck chasing a doe in the hardwoods and the creek bottoms. And, oh, it's nothing, nothing better. better. Nothing better. No. but you got to have a place for them to live. Yeah, and that's the, right. those those planted pines now that are all you know twelve feet tall, and it it you, there's no way you could see a deer in there. So the, I mean, so they, the but they love it. The ideal, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about hunters and us, mm-hmm. the ideal property has pockets of pine plantation through hardwood bottom, mm-hmm. and so you've got all the bedding cover, loafing and escape cover, and all that good stuff. But you're actually hunting the edges of them mm-hmm. in beautiful hardwoods, and so you get the you get the the benefit of the all benefit of all right. of it. yeah. Yeah, There's nothing it. better than hearing the ch, 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 ch. yeah of, of the yeah, yeah. leaves rustling in the bottom of a hardwood yeah. with a deer moving. Yeah, oh, I'll put together. I don't know if I sent it to y'all. I'll put a little video together of deer that I rattled in uh, of my hunt three four days of hunting in Alabama, and um, um no, I haven't seen no, that video. I haven't seen that oh, either. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, damn. I'll send it to you. Yeah, <laughs> no, no giants, but yeah. um, it doesn't matter. Doesn't but, matter. No. But honestly, like you're talking about that that sound. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to get too uh, soft, but that's like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like your line, you know, your drag t- taken off yep. kingfish. It's like you hear, you know it's coming. No, it's, it's better it. than that because kingfish is like watching yeah. paint dry <laughs> sometimes. But the, 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 we so had, is deer We had dry conditions <laughs> and we yeah. had that situation where we had pockets of pines and, mm. and big, beautiful hardwoods. And, you know, we're hunting on big hardwoods and it was dry and you could hear those deer. Mm-hmm. and you know it's coming Love or it. you hear them running as you rattle right. and they're coming but i i didn't realize how loud it was until i'm videoing and they're coming you know 10 15 20 yards underneath me and um had clay my son put put together all these videos of what little scraps and i'll send it to you but it's just like right underneath you you know oh. it's beautiful you know and, good and, stuff and we, we've we've talked about that before you know all of a sudden you i don't know if People understand what we talk about getting the shakes, because after I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 uncontrollable. After after For some people are as it's coming. Right, I'm one that's after the action. after. I I, I, yeah. I, I can hold it together, yeah. you know. But but after, I'm 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 done. I, I've got to sit down, calm down, breathe, you know. And and there's it, it, to experience that is 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 amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? It, that that adrenaline rush. Speaking of experiencing know. it, is Alabama still open right now? They closed last week. Last week, like the, yeah. or the South part? You know, yeah. Okay. Like February seventh. I knew they went into February, but I couldn't remember mm-hmm. when they ended. About about, about February tenth ish. Tenth. Okay. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, it's and when do they drop their horns? Uh March. So they're gonna be dropping them, you know, mid-March. like like the the deer in our part of Georgia, mm-hmm. they're starting to drop now. Yep. Um, so they're later. They're about a month behind. Okay, about a so month later. so okay. so if if a doe is bred in February, she's dropping fawns in August, June, July. yeah, yeah, late, yeah. So like when you're bow hunting in Alabama, um, you're seeing a lot smaller spotted fawns than you are here. No, yeah. yeah, 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 they're small. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. so, it, it, bow season opens up October sometime mm-hmm. in Alabama? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a totally different herd. Well, and than, part of our research at Mississippi State 
was um, because they they have a later rut over there too in some parts of Mississippi. Yeah, was talking about the seasons. We were talking about turkey season earlier um, of harvesting the dough of fawns that young. Are the fawns going to be able to survive? Right. And so my roommate actually was doing the study on that, and we would um, orphan fawns and track them, and after about two weeks, they're good to go. They're fine. That's what that's what you know that's, our research showed. Yeah. Yep. Um, question for you: How many landowners do you work with, or have you worked with that have done a lot of trapping for? Um, raccoons, possums, coyotes, and what kind of impact can that have? I'd say most of them are doing some shape or form um, and for different reasons, obviously. So the smaller predators, they're interested in, in uh, protecting turkey, mm-hmm. turkey nest, ground nesting birds, quail, that kind of stuff. Um, and then from a deer standpoint, um, they'll be trapping coyotes and things of that nature. So what, um, what research is showing is, well, let me back up and say, if you're going to trap, it's not just a one and done. You need to trap, you know, trap, knock them back, and you go, oh, yeah, I feel good about myself. I've reversed right. them. You know, they're very prolific, and they're going to they're gonna reproduce. It's an endless process. It, yeah, it's a constant. Con- you need to be constantly trapping. Right. But what research has shown is if you really intensify that trapping for turkeys particularly, this time of year, right before spring turkey season, right before the nesting happens, mm. The predator population is lower because you've removed predators. They're going to rebound, but the, when they rebound, it's going to be after the poults have hatched and the ne- you know the nest has okay. yeah. come along. Kind of the same way with with deer, with coyotes. Yeah, because we're 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 doing a little bit of that with uh, the DPS, mm-hmm. which is a it's a humane way. It's a leg hole kind of trap. Yeah. Dog dog proof. Yeah, which stands for dog proof. Right. Yep. Soft yeah. catch. Yeah. Who who is the company that makes that DP? Duke. Duke. Duke makes yeah. That's Duke DPS. Yep. yep. And uh, so I'm anxious to see what kind of an impact it's going to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to be pretty intense. If you're not, you know, knocking numbers down, you're not going to see a big difference. But yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, coyotes, they're a tough. They're a tough gig. It's almost like you need to live with them, um, in a way, because they're yeah. just so they're so prolific, but they're also so mobile. That's that what when, when you when you remove three, mm-hmm. three more. Show up, show up, and and yeah. and they're so transient. That's what I mean. they're, yeah. mo- they're moving. And yeah. some of them are a little more. My race, my my mattress was on coyotes and put collars on them, and some half of them. How do you get the collar on the coyote? Um, you catch uh, them alive. Yep, on a soft catch trap, mm-hmm. rubber rubber jawed traps. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a little net over them, a little fish net, but real small holes. I had a beaver stick, and I'd wrestle them to the ground underneath the net, <laughs> hold them down, work we their. Need a- we need a video. Yeah, yeah. Work, okay. their, work their head out uh-huh. and hold and mash their head on the ground so they can't open their mouth. Mm-hmm. Work your hand around their mouth. Electric, uh, electric tape their mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Electric tape their legs together. Mm-hmm. Get all the data off of them, et cetera. Give them a nice lip tattoo. And a lip tattoo. Yep, a lip tattoo. So wait a minute, you're you're so you so if I asked you for you know a jailhouse <laughs> tattoo, you can hook me up. Oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. All for right, you, you still got the machine. It's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of. Uh, <laughs> I'm not holding him down. It's gonna take a little bit of Leon's liquor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Can, yeah. I, I, can I tape his mouth shut? <laughs> yeah. 
I think we need to do that. We need to do like have a, a let's go Instagram or Facebook live mm. and let have Dave tattoo the inside of Chris's lip. Yeah, we'll oh. put a big O and S in there. Outdoor <laughs> show, yeah. Logo my lip. That, that, the, uh, hey, that is one thing. That I knew I needed to a do true it. dedicated. I knew I needed fan. to do it, but it made me cringe. But basically, what it is is it's a pair of pliers that has um like typewriter set letters that are all needles that if you had uh, 15 needles that made the letter s like uh-huh. you put their lip in between just like a squeeze squeeze down through their lip and mash it yeah that don't give me the willies and then at you all rub ink on it and then, okay and then the ink goes in those holes so it will be quick and, and fairly painless for chris yeah yeah it wouldn't take long <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'll fight but, you you know the reason you do that is so that um if he slips the collar or whatever he ends up on a roadkill oh now i gotta wear a collar <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the collar doesn't hurt it near as bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, you always have that animal identification. Yeah, we that's just, cool. Did How it, many you know, did you do? I know we need to take a that's break. A good but question. Yeah, How many? I, I, we got to come back to this because this is way interesting. I yeah. probably had ninety. Um, really? Wow. As my you um, are right, let's, let's take a break. We're yeah. gonna come back. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about the ring power tip, yep. and uh, because it's also topical for Dave as well. Yes, it is. And then we will go back to this coyote thing because this is intriguing. I mean, it's one of the most impactful animals for the outdoor community Which maybe we, we didn't even ha- we didn't have them here forever for a long time yeah for a long time but now they're they're here to stay yep and uh so we'll talk about that and more right after this right here on the nimnik buick gmc outdoor show presented by duck duck rooter welcome back to the nimnik chevrolet outdoor show brought to you by duck duck rooter it's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power has the youngest fleet and the most dependable fleet in the industry. Go to ringpower.com to learn more to see how they can help you accomplish your job. This week's tip, Team Lagerman mm-hmm. is going to be fishing the El Cheapo on March 2nd. Half the team is here. Myself, mm-hmm. Dave, mm-hmm. Fred, Mike. Mm-hmm. We've been together for how many years now? Mm, been a while. Been a while. We plan on defeating. And all still friends. We are <laughs> defeating Team Kirk. Oh, we're going to crush him. Mm-hmm. It's not even going to be close. I mean, Kirk's been changing teams up, you know, because he's trying to find a winning combination. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're consistent. We've he got the same the team. Uh-huh. We've got the same team. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we don't need to change our lineup. We're 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 fully confident in what we got. Yeah. So we're excited about it, but just wanted to let everybody know that look, you know, get signed up. And I think you can save a little bit of money if you sign up ahead of time, mm-hmm. as opposed to wait until the last minute. This is the twenty fourth annual. Yeah, that's El Cheapo. crazy. Twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Wow. Yeah. wow. How many years have you been fishing it, Jeff? That's a great question. I don't yeah, know. I can't remember my first either. I don't know. It's been many years. I know that. I was just really glad to see when they moved them later. If, yeah. If you remember every time. Oh. It didn't matter. It was terrible. It was going to be northeast yeah. and, and yep. honking, blowing. Yeah, we've been doing it for a while. Um, we lost Mike Hayes on our team for a year or two when he was fishing a club tournament that, that uh, Florida Lure Anglers, mm-hmm. Anglers had. And we actually substituted Dave in when Mike stepped out. And then when Mike got you know, to where their tournaments, they finally realized that stop scheduling tournaments to conflict with the El Cheapo. Right. So now we're back. We're all together. You know, we all got the band back we, together. We got all four together. Mm-hmm. And uh, are we fishing your boat or are we fishing Mike's boat this year? <laughs> I don't know. We haven't even talked about it yet. <laughs> no, but uh, give a little plug to Atlantic Coast Marine. 
Mm -hmm. The trim tab problems I thought I was having, and Boo and I ripped everything apart, thinking it's electrical. Mm -hmm. Ended up, I actually ripped a trim tab off that I didn't know because my boat's in the water. And the tab that ripped off is under the splint oh, platform. Oh, no way. And so you tore the boat apart thinking that it's electric and it's yeah, not yeah. even there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of wiring harnesses. Here's to your together, son. Oh, man. Um, but just got the boat back. Um, no, they replaced, they are replaced you, all of it. On the, the trim tabs on the Pathfinder, when I had, like, my Pathfinder, it had it off the, the, the they were off of the back. Mine is uh, the recessed recess. in yours. Recess. Yeah, mine so it's recessed. different. Yeah. So I'm just trying to give a little bit of an excuse for Dave. So but it's not like you, you can just look them. down in the water right. yeah. and see them because they're recessed up underneath yeah. of the hull yeah. or the stern. You're working so hard. You got little well, beads of sweat on your forehead, Jeff. That was so <laughs> sweet. But, uh, <laughs> We're teammates. But, but, We're teammates. Uh, but, so nice. I, I, I think that if if my trim tabs weren't working, I would have. Before I go and rewire everything, by the way, probably need to rewire it anyway, right? <laughs> I, mean, I think I would have gone back Kevin, there and stuck Kevin, my hand underneath the boat and gone, Kevin, oh. let's listen. Let's not get common sense all mixed up oh, into this. Okay. Stop. <laughs> well, here, Stop Here's that. the thing to remember. That's not easy to do because you have a swim platform back there. So you're if you're in trying dirty to... water and all that stuff. But anyway, right. with, it, and the motor wasn't running. So we thought, okay, it's electrical. Right. Sure, sure. That's what made us think yeah. electrical. Right. Not that it was gone. The like, motor to the trim tab, not the motor to the Was boat. it the tab or the motor, uh, the the uh, pump that was damaged? Yeah, the whole thing. No, the whole. Gone. Oh my god, uh, the, the tab was thing. gone. So the front part where it, where it hinges must have rusted a little bit or something. Right. And it started breaking loose, and you know, when you're on plane, yep. that drops it all. Yep. Well, it it's snatches like, it right like off. Fifty five yep. gallon bucket, yep. and it rips it off. And I must have ripped it off right at the dock as I was coming off plane or something. Right. I never noticed it. Can you imagine? Boo. So anyway, so he goes, y'all take it apart, and hey, Dave, have can't you, figure have, it out. Have, have, you, have, you, you have you have you checked to see <laughs> if there's a trim tab? <laughs> uh, you know what, Boo? Uh, he goes back there, and he's like, ah, oh, you go home for the day. It's all good. <laughs> so uh, they they got you fixed up at Atlanta Coast Marine. Cool. Yep. So we're good to go. Um, I was nice. hoping to paint them, bottom paint them, uh, today or tomorrow, but it looks like it's gonna be pretty damp. So you still got it on the trailer? I got it on the trailer on dry land and going to put it in. Okay. And two weeks. So your is, boat's ready to go if we're going to take your yep. boat or Mike, we can talk to him, whatever we do, choose to do. Yep. All right. Yep, yep. We got to get our game plan together. Yeah. It'd be nice if we could pre-fish a little bit, but yeah. we never do. I know. <laughs> we, get, we just go. <laughs> you guys always talk about pre-fishing. Nobody ever pre-fishes. No, we just go. Yeah. Uh, we've been done pretty good just going, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we've done pretty good. Last year was like a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was tough yeah. last year. God, what did we have? Was it the, we had the hatch one year? One year was oh yeah, the worm hatch. We had the worm hatch. That was two years ago, a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. And by the year way, before. in in March and Leona backed me up on this. That's when the worms hatch. I mean, uh-huh. that's, it's every year. And I mean, it it's shuts the, down. It, ooh, it it's, shuts down, man. I mean, the water was full of them, dude. It's 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 crazy. And we, you know, I was kind of pre fishing a little bit and was catching them, and then. Like two days before the tournament, I went down to get the boat ready, actually. And I was like, oh, no. The whole water everywhere yeah. was full of them. Yeah. Well, I remember walking down there the morning yeah. of that day, and I went, oh, no. It's over. Yeah, oh, no. It's, it's over. Yeah. Dave's like, what? Of them. what? Yeah. I'm like, I'm just telling you, man. Yep. It's just it's, it's not good. It's, it's not good. I have literally been on that that flat that is um, uh, right – it's 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 what we call Goldstein Point, Leon. Yep. 
and and it's it's sand, okay? Mm-hmm. And it, it 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 low tide, it's half inch. At high tide, it's three or four feet, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's right there by by, by the city wall okay. in downtown St. Augustine. Yeah, and I can remember being up there, and there were hundreds of redfish. And they looked like guppies. Mm-hmm. Just slurping. Just slurping. You could hear them. And oh, it was wow. amazing. You could not catch one for your life. But if you think about the guys that go to the worm hatch in the Keys, oh, yeah, yeah. tarpon fishing, they have a fly. Yep. That looks, Lego worm. Yeah. Yep. That looks just like that. And so they. And it they, blows my mind that a 150 pound tarpon will eat a. Absolutely. Inch and a half yeah. right. They will. It's a yarn. Yeah. Oh, That's April gosh. 1st. Too. Yep. 22. Wow. Look at that video. Yeah. That will blow your mind when you push play. Yeah. Wow. It will just, just like, oh, So, yeah, yeah, they're all eating. Yeah. I did see something interesting as I was surfing YouTube, Jeff, on um, guy had a can of corn, whole kernel, just kernel corn, like I, you go trout fishing. I sent it to him. And the guy was catching them. I know. Yeah, I sent sheep's head. I sent it yeah, to Jeff. Like little barnacles. Yep. I've seen um, – you heard of that? There's a guy that nope. the the guy that does this video. He does it like in a in a kayak, in kayak, a kayak yeah. and he's done it with corn. Hominy. He did it with hominy. Yep. He's done it with crickets. I mean, he's done it with all these different things. And I'm just sitting there going, "Are you at a spot to where you just know that they're at, and you're like catching them on a fiddler and getting them chummed up, and then dropping a corn thing down there? You know, because yeah, you, you know, know how video is. Yeah, yeah." Yeah, no, you can edit anything. I understand yeah, that. It can be. I, I don't think he was funny though. like that. But I, don't I, I saw the same video, and I said to Jeff, "I said, I'll be damned, guys, catching Keep one a can of corn oh. around." Case <laughs> right. fiddler, in case yeah, it's cold. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because you guys have like a, a, a plethora of baits. Oh, we yeah we. I mean, you got blue crab, got you got covered. shrimp, you got fiddlers, you got the other crabs, clams, clams, yeah. clams yeah. Yeah, we'll probably even add sand fleas to sand the mix fleas. this year. Sand fleas, you know? oh, yeah. great sand fleas are great. Yeah, for Fred's it. been been having some luck with them, so we'll yeah. give it a try. So, mm-hmm. so you guys um, like to fish Fernandina, but there was one year when you went offshore, right? Saint Augustine. It was yeah, offshore Saint Augustine, and I was. Had, you were out. I was out because me and the wife mistakenly scheduled oh, a vacation trip. No. Okay. It might have been the shoulder. I can't remember if it was a vacation that we scheduled with the wife. I think it was a vacation. Yeah. It was yeah. a, a total yeah, mismanagement. Ban- abandoned the team. But I, I, total I can, mismanagement. I can remember you being in studio, though. and, and Maybe it was. And, and, and you're like, oh, they're at the St. Augustine Wreck. They're well, on a bite of fish, and y'all didn't leave. Y'all just Well, stayed. they were drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I think we need Logman there. Right. He's your, we start he's drinking your a little handler. earlier when he's Fred, not there. Fred. Yeah. He's the handler, man. All right, we going to the next spot now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, were on, we were on hard liquor before, oh, before no. lunch, I know. Angels Vin, the early in the game. By the way, I wanted to make a correction, and, and thank you very much, for uh, Wesley, for correcting me. Allstate Steel was the winner of the uh, – I said Allstate Electric. Getting confused with Limbaugh Electric. Allstate Steel was the one who ended up winning – the ninth annual Walter Chuck Foster. And by the Angel way, Woods I don't think that's shoot. their first win. No, all they're all really good. Steel's always got a good Re- team. Yeah. Really good. Yep. We also got some other things, just real quick, while we're on the, the topic of uh, uh, Facebook. Um, got a little tidbit of information, and I believe this came from Willie. And Willie sent this, and so I pulled it up, and sure enough, this is this is like a real story. I'm going to read this. This is from First Coast News. This is crazy. The title reads, 150 live bugs removed from inside of man's face at Jacksonville Hospital. What? 
Do what? Let me repeat this. 150 bugs? 150 live bugs live. removed from inside of man's face at Jacksonville Hospital. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to read each story. I don't need a picture. Yeah. This no. is a story that you have to see to believe, and even after you see it, you still may not think it's possible. This is straight out of a horror movie. Last Friday, a man had 150 live bugs pulled out of the inside of his nose. And as unbelievable as this sounds, it also comes as a warning for people who have compromised immune systems. Over a couple hours, this is a quote, over a couple hours, my face just started swelling. My lips swelled. I could hardly talk, said the patient, who they did not identify. This is a First Coast news story. Quote, my face felt like it was on fire. The patient said he began feeling off in October of 2023. He said that he had neuroblastoma 30 years ago, which resulted in the removal of a cancerous tumor in his nose and left him with an extremely compromised immune system. While he said he was feeling symptoms since last fall, it wasn't until last week that over the course of a few hours, his face became extremely swollen. It started getting, quote, it started getting, I started getting nosebleeds, constant nosebleeds. I couldn't even get up to go to the bathroom without my nose starting to bleed, end quote. That's when he went to the HCA Florida Memorial Hospital in Jacksonville. Quote, when I went for the examination, the doctor said, I see movement. Oh, Dr. David Carlson was the ENT on call that night. Quote, thankfully, he prompted me to take a closer look at the nosebleed. So we took a camera and looked in the nose, and that's when things dramatically changed. End quote, said Dr. Carlson. The images that the camera showed baffled the doctor. Dozens and dozens of bugs alive and feeding on the inside of the patient's nose and sinus cavity. Quote, when they feed, they also create excitement. Larvae shed tissue and excrement, and that creates a toxic environment that creates the inflammation because there was significant abnormality in that nose, end quote. These were not microscopic bugs. Quote, size-wise, there's variation, but the large one were as big as the end of my pinky. Goodness gracious. I knew he was in trouble. There was erosion that was occurring near the skull base and very close proximity to his eye and his brain. There were certain larvae inside the nose that were scurrying around and looking for places to feed and others that had burrowed into tissue. Golly. We tried to remove them with suction, but it clogged the suction. (laughs) They were large enough that I couldn't get them with the suction. We ended up having to remove them one by one using different instrumentation. And it hurt because they weren't coming willingly either, said the patient. 150 bugs in the larvae stage were pulled out of the patient's nose and been sent off to an epidemiologist epidemiologist, okay, <laughs> to determine what type of bugs they are. They were right up against his skull base, right under the brain, but they had gone through and could have been killed. It could have killed him. Patient said he doesn't know how he got, they, how he got, they got inside his nose. He said it's possible he wasn't as diligent as he should have been when it comes to washing his hands after handling dead fish. Um, case is extremely rare. It's called nasal molasses, and uh, Carlson said it's been nearly 20 years. The ENT's never seen anything like it. Um, this is crazy. 
Yeah, probably you, you never. The will. patient said yeah. that he enjoys fishing and will continue to fish, but said, but just with more health health measures in place. He says, "I don't know if I have to change my lifestyle as far as to handle fish, but because I would have rinsed my hands in the river, now I'll use cleaner and do a better job and not touch my nose with my hand. Pick your nose. I guess he won't. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. No, that's I don't know insane. if it's related to fishing or not, but right. that's I wonder, how you, yeah. 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 I wonder how you dialed in that it was yeah. that was what it caused it. I don't know, but uh, yeah. uh, okay, yeah. Well, enough yeah, of that. Let's take a break. Kind of a downer. I was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you. I, I was enjoying our coyote yeah. conversation. Yeah, I think that's about as speechless as we've been <laughs> yeah. on this show in a long yeah, time. Yeah, my phone's blowing up. Like, oh, well, you can you can blame Willie. He's the wow. one who sent the story. But I mean, it's you know kind of had a sl- fishing slant because he said he was kind of concerned mm-hmm. about that he may have gotten it from handling dead fish. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Crazy stuff. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back with more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Hey, uh, congratulations mm-hmm. to the, uh, the boys at Hagen... It's not really coastal, Hagen Coastal Outdoors. Yeah. It's the Hagen Gun Department. Okay. Because uh, Hagen had a team at the Angelwood shoot on Thursday, and they had the second highest score on one of the courses. They did a good job. Wow. How about mm-hmm. that? Yep. So uh, they did a good job. So Hagen represented well. It was nice, nice of them to do that. Um. Bill Hagen's son-in-law was uh, their their team captain. He uh, he represented well at a team of four, and uh, Bill gave him the day off nice. or the morning off, I should say, because I'm <laughs> yeah, sure they had to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did a great job, and uh, congratulations to them. And and by the way, had a great conversation yesterday as well with David Amos of Old Town, mm-hmm. and because you know I'm the first one that's fishing yep. that 132 EPDL. And so it's been great having a little conversation going back and forth. And I know that the El Cheapo has a kayak division too. Yes, absolutely. Which I'm I can't I can't leave my team. I'm not, not going to go into the can't fish. leave my team. No, yeah. I got my yeah. team. Yeah. But anyway, in case people wanted to know that, <laughs> and if you need a kayak, folks, to fish the El Cheapo, Hagen Coastal is your place to get all of that. I can tell you that. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Big Bill this morning. Morning, Big Bill. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? Good, Bill. Morning, buddy. And Hagen is such a such a big part of the El Chipo, and uh, we were talking to Jacob this week, and he's going to hopefully bring some kayaks out for people to touch and feel and look at, get some more information on. So hopefully everybody comes out on Saturday to the big event and uh, on March second. Yeah, I don't know if Garrick Garrick is Garrick's the one who kind of had the team from Hagen, mm-hmm. and I don't know if if he is going to fish the El Chipo, but. His team can shoot, I can tell you that. Garrick and his crew did a good job. And uh, Big Bill, I know. How many people last year fished the kayak division ballpark? Uh, we had about 60. Yeah. I mean, it's a good wow, number. That's did, a good you number. Say, did you say yeah. 60? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's that's really good. Yep, and we pay out, you know, we pay out 10 places in the kayak division. First place is $3,000, and it goes down from there. But <laughs> uh, all cash prize structure this year, so that's going to be – Going to be a lot of competition in every division. Shooting for 10K, baby. That's what I'm looking That's for. Right. Mm-hmm. That's first That's prize. Right. 10K cash for first? Yeah. 
Wow. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Split four ways. I was going to say 2500 piece. Yep. We'd be golden. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And even, you know, second place is 3500, third place is 2500 thanks to Strike Zone. Uh, put that prize in. Then we're down to 1000, so you know, even if you get third or fourth place, uh you're going to you're going to walk away with a good chunk of money. Now there's a special Calcutta this year, right? There is. There's two of them. So we have the regular big fish Calcutta, and then we have the two fish aggregate Calcutta. Uh, it's fifty dollars to enter that Calcutta, and it's basically going to allow you to weigh a second fish. So whoever has the top two aggregate will get walk away with fifty percent of that pot, and then second place will get thirty, and third place will get twenty. So, Dave, when we, like that one year, we had one that was like 10-ish, and we had another one that was like 8-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's money. And, oh, yeah. That's yeah, money. Yeah. yeah. And and that's that's the whole reason we did that was to, you know, we got a lot of people that can catch good, consistent fish, and, you know, they feel like, hey, if I catch, you know, two or three good fish, you know, one guy catching one big fish and I'm knocked out. Yeah. So yeah, and, and because like you said, if you if you catch an eight pounder, it's like eh. You catch two eight pounders. Catch yeah, now, now pounders. you're now, yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. Yeah, and and the other thing is, every fish that's weighed in is going to be entered into our lucky sheephead raffle at the very end, and could walk away with a thousand dollars cash. Wow. Boom. Well, Bill. The the raffle is is after everybody gets in and you're having dinner and stuff like that, correct? Yes. So it, that'll be the very last thing we do on Saturday night. Is it is it open to the public? Uh, well, that raffle is not because you have to weigh a sheephead uh, in order to get a ticket for the lucky sheephead raffle. No, no, that but everything. Okay. Yeah, everything else is completely open to the public. Um, our friends uh, Sarah and Damara over at Angelwood are putting together a whole family fun zone that's going to be going all day saturday uh, we're going to have all kinds of cool stuff on site um so yeah we're going to have some boats from atlantic coast marine we'll have some boats from uh consignment boat sales people will be able to take a look at we'll have the hell's kitchen fish fry going from 12 o'clock on you know for for 10 bucks you'll get yourself a nice sheephead dinner uh yes, you know so know. It, it's, it's a whole day event now, the good thing, too, about the uh, the additional um, Calcutta is that will encourage more fish to come to the weigh-in. Yeah. So yeah. More, more fish to cook. Absolutely. More fish to eat. Yeah. That's right. That's mm. right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Big Bill. We appreciate it. Yep, we'll see you guys soon. soon. Right, looking, looking forward to that right. tournament. Yeah, yeah oh, oh, always yeah, Always. Can't yeah, always. wait. Do you ever fish it, Leon? I don't. I know. I, I'm not a sheep. I'm always fish, working. And yeah, I know. And I'm always since working they too. moved it. I remember the old days when the weather would just murder you guys. Yeah, and I was always scared of that. Yeah, yeah. We're we're one of those teams, I guess you could say, that likes bad weather. Um, well, <laughs> never mind. To some extent. Yeah. To some extent. Well, yeah. there's a degree. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. To some yeah. extent. It's, it just feels like sheep's head fishing when the weather sucks. Yes. You know, you know what it, I mean? It, it, well, we have done best when it was yeah, blowing, uh, rainy, spitting. The best the best day we had, and I don't know if you fished. Did you fish Skull Rock that one time? We just stayed there and nope. never moved? No. I, it was just, it was me yeah. and Mike and Fred, yeah, yeah. and we were on the outside of, it was either the north or the south jetties, I remember. I can't remember which side. 
And we literally anchored up and never moved, and we caught like 50-some-odd fish. Because you think any big? No. No. <laughs> you can't leave. I think you had a seven. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but nothing like that, that yeah. was approaching double digits. Yeah. But yeah. it was unbelievable. Yeah, I've, I've been on that bite with, with Brother James, you know, kingfish tournaments. You know, when you're – you have, I mean, when it's, when, 20s when, 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 yeah, when it's just two of you, it, it, it's like, oh my God, we got to clear the lines again. You yeah. know, I mean, and it's, it, and, and do you move? No, do, no, you, yeah. you, you know, I mean, you, you're, you're on the fish, yeah. you know, and it was, it, it was funny because, um, the guy who, uh, ended up winning, uh, old school, he was either old school or king of the beach last year, but he was very close to me, like, like, like very close. Yeah. And when we went to the awards, because James and, I, and and Brother Dave was fishing with us, so it had to be King of the Beach. Um, it, we were on the same bite of fish, but our biggest fish like thirteen pounds, mm-hmm. you know. And and I asked him the, the winner. I said I said, were you on that same bite? And he goes, yeah. I said, so what was your second biggest fish? He said thirteen pounds, yeah. you know. But he had, but he got that one bite, which yeah. was forty plus, right? Yep. You know. I mean, that's just. That's how it is. I, I'm, I'm with you, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, you're hoping you're, yeah. the big one goes by you know, and bites the bait. Yeah, and, you, you're, it never you're, you're trying to do everything. You're trying to put a bigger ribbon fish out, or you know, a bigger mullet, and the, and the, and the 13 pounders are st- they're just hammering it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's it, you know, you can't can't pick up and move. All right, before we uh, before we take a break, yeah. I, I want to go back just real quick yep. to the to the coyote trapping thing that you were doing. This was for your for my master's. for your masters, and you trapped 90 coyotes roughly. That was what my- what where. Um, this was central Mississippi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And radio collars? Yep. We'd put radio collars on all of them. <clears throat> the, the study was actually um, revolved around the turkey. So another student was, and I, we were all in the, helping each other, but we were trapping hen turkeys, putting backpack radio transmitters on them. And then when they go sit on their nest, Collar would go on mortality because they were sitting there so long. So it beeps differently. Okay. We knew they were nesting, incubating. Mm-hmm. And part of that study was getting collar on everything with canine teeth around it. Around those turkeys that also who were collared. Busting the nest up. Who was who was a nest predator? So that's where my part came in. I had the large mammals and another student had the smaller mammals, raccoons, possums, skunks. Doing the same thing with them? Catching them and then putting little collars on them. Collars oh, on I don't want to. I don't want to draw the skunk detail. Man. Well, you know, <laughs> nope. what, you know the tough part about a skunk is they don't have a head. So when you put their collar on, it slip. It can slip off pretty easy. Right. So that was a struggle interesting. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I was trapping trapping the coyote, bobcat, and fox, getting all kinds of information. One was home range and movement, all that good stuff, which is fun. It okay. had to be so interesting. Yeah, so I I would I was also looking at their interaction. So um, I would do what is called focal runs, and I would track all the animals in this one er- whatever size, two thousand acres or whatever, however big it was. Everybody that had collars on of my animals. Mm-hmm. I was getting a location on them every hour, and this was before GPS collars, yeah. which would have been awesome. But yeah, exactly. I was physically getting a triangulation of, mm-hmm. of the way you do telemetry. And seeing where everybody was, how they interacted with each other, and if a, a coyote came close to a bobcat, how did it react, et cetera. They did a pretty good job of keeping away from each other. Um, I was picking up their scat on roads, washing it out, and telling what they're eating. Yeah. You know, all that good stuff. So, so yeah. It was, it was good scat as, for people who don't know is poop. Yeah. 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 And so. Um, Thanks. It was, and you it was didn't touch your nose. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It was yeah. really interesting to, to see what all they're eating and say, you know, 
coyotes were getting uh, getting a bad rap for um, being the big deer predator kind of thing. They had fawns in them right during fawning season. I mean, it was just some, I'd have pieces and parts of fawn hooves and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then had deer in them during, but it always showed up during hunting season. Gut piles. They were getting into gut piles. Right. So um, anyway, really interesting. Um, I yeah. learned a ton about trapping. Bobcats, crazy easy. They're very curious. Boop, you know, they're pretty gravy easy. Coyotes are just as wily as right. people think they are. And I had an old guy teach me. He went him kind of to have an ash on a cigarette like two inches all the time, you know, <laughs> hanging out of his mouth. Well, let long, me tell you, Sean. Long, greasy hair. <laughs> right. And he's like, put that put that little pebble right there. I'm like, what? It's going to be dark. You know, we're on a road or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude knew what he was talking about. I mean, if you, if you literally look at – Look at coyote tracks when you're out in the woods next time. If they don't have to step on something, they're not on a dirt road. Like they'll step over a yeah. pine needle, pine straw, you know, or a leaf or something. They're going to try to step over it. So that's where you put your. I'll trap. be go. Oh no, kidding! Well, that's cool. Wow. But they would also. We use beaver for bait a lot. You're mm-hmm. asking um, Leon yeah. asking about bait. We had the opportunity because this this guy that was teaching me also worked for USDA and was trapping beaver as part of his job. We had plenty of beavers. So we'd use beaver, and they're uh, coyotes are so wily and cautious that they could actually dig up a foothold trap that you had buried and sifted and no scent, dig it all the way out, up out of the bed, set it off to the side, and get your beaver and go play flag football. And the thing's on hair trigger. I uh-huh. have no idea how they, wow. they, they would do it. So you would have to, sometimes you'd have to set a dummy trap. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, Another one, you know, behind, behind trap, it, right? and they go, oh, there it is, and then you get them on the back leg, you know. Huh. That's then, a smart yoke. They would humble you. A smart you. coach, you double setting. Yep. They would humble you for sure. Yeah. Wow. It's an interesting game. All right, uh, we got to take a break. We'll come back. We'll do a quick weather and a quick tides and kind of wrap this thing up with a bow. Jeff Logman, Captain Kevin Favor, Dave Edwards, and Captain Leon Dana right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Stray Cats. You betcha, baby. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Let's do uh, updated weather, updated tides. Um, Favor, you got, uh, got tides. tides brought to you by Angie Subs. Uh, best best sub shop in Jacksonville and now at the airport. Yeah, at the airport. Uh, you had a low tide about an hour ago at, uh, at 9 o'clock. You got a high tide this afternoon at, at 3 o'clock. Uh, again, just add an hour on that for for tomorrow. But uh, we we talked about this earlier. Not much to the tides. Um, the the high tide looks like it's about a four point two, and the low tide is uh, right right at zero. So and and I don't think we've got much wind affecting the tides right now. So it, it could. I mean, that's a that's a a great morning tide, nice oh, and warm. Gosh, yes. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, you don't have to get started at crazy light, but if you wanted to, you could. And uh, so, so yeah, good, really good tides. All right, and weather brought to you by the Bearded Pig. Don't forget, folks, write it down. March 9th, we will have the outdoor show live at the Bearded Pig Beach location. Got a special menu that includes pimento cheese grits, and then they also have the full menu. Bar will be open. Hmm. 
You don't think I might have an Uber that day? <laughs> uh, cold front's going to push across our local waters early this afternoon, which is going to bring occasional light rain ahead of more steadier rain developing later on this afternoon. Going to have some northerly winds moving in. So the rest of today, west winds 5 to 10. And then it's going to be shifting around tonight to the north, 10 to 15, increasing 15 to 20 after midnight, seas 2 to 3. Tomorrow on Sunday, north winds 15 to 20 knots, seas 3 to 5 feet, 4 seconds on the interval. Monday, north winds 15 to 20, diminishing to 10 to 15 in the afternoon, seas 5 to 7, 8 seconds on that interval Monday. Tuesday, north winds 10 to 15, seas 4 to 6. Wednesday, north winds 5 to 10, becoming northeast in the afternoon, seas 3 to 4. Wednesday night, changing. South winds, 5 to 10 knots, becoming southwest after midnight. So if you're looking at uh, possibility of maybe getting some better weather in fishing-wise, about the middle part of the week, Thursday, Friday, looks like it's going to be your window. All right. And uh, also don't forget, if you are not fishing the El Chipo on March 2nd, uh, we will be at the Renaissance uh, which is World Golf Village for the Florida Antique Tackle Collector Show. That's right. That's going to be fun. I, I, I Do you have any? I do. You do? Yeah. Like I what? That. I love some old. old I, I don't, I'm not that far into it to know you exactly what lures. No, no, no. Yeah. I love those old old lures. Yeah. I've got an old Creek Chub Pike that was given to me by an old neighbor. Are you going to bring it? Why not? Yeah, yeah I'll bring I, it. I just, I mean, I've got some stuff that, uh, I mean. That, I mean, this isn't like crazy antique stuff, but one thing I like, too, is uh, finding old lures. Yeah. Not, not, I know what you not 1930 lures, but like lures you may have thrown 10 yeah. years ago that washed up and right. have lost all right, their hooks. Right, right. I mean, you know, the there's, there's so many lures that we used to throw that we don't anymore. You know, mm-hmm. a Cisco kid. And, I mean, it, it, we, we talked about that, the jitterbug. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and I, I just can't horse. wait to, to take some of my stuff. Because, like I said, I've, I've got it in a box. We've had it. Why not? Get it, yeah. you know, let somebody tell you exactly how old it is. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's like the old antique roadshow. I want to see how much it's worth. There's going to be some people, too, that find out how worthless things Absolutely. certainly are. Yeah. <laughs> I got I, this thing. It's worth thousands, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. I got baseball cards I've been holding since I was little. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably worth about uh, two dollars and eighty cents. Me know. too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm right with you. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we'll, we will be at Renaissance on uh, on March second. Be me, me and Captain Scott Shank. So there on March second. Yep. Bearded Pig March ninth. Bearded, Bearded Pig March on March ninth. Yep. Looking, I'm there. Looking forward to to both dates. Yeah. Um, looking forward to the second because you're going to handle the show yep. from the from the in, in Rich Gray event, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be fishing the El Cheapo. Hopefully, we can have a little better luck this year. Last year we struggled. Bad. I hope we're done by the time the show's over next. Yeah, that's next, always fun. yeah going yeah. the way in. Yeah, yeah. Be Has that ever happened? Clock. No. We were close. We were close uh, two years ago. Yeah. when I caught that big one. Yeah, it we, was right at when at like nine thirty. Yeah, it was pretty early. Yeah. That's right. a good feeling too, and you fish a lot of tournaments. Oh, yeah, but after you catch, it, it like does, you know yeah. a magnum, mm-hmm. right? It, all that pressure is off. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it does not happen to James and I. And we lost. We are we are, are two thirty bite guys. It's ridiculous. You know what I remember about two years ago in El Cheapo was Fred Miles telling me about how to pack the fish in the cooler to get it to weigh <laughs> in where it doesn't lose any weight. I'm like, we're fine. We won this thing. Yeah. We're, yeah, we don't we don't need to do that. Believe me, Fred reminds him all the time. Some things you brought that up again. you just can't live down. I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> we lost I'm by a point. Him, well, I can tell you, one. even if you yeah. do forget it, we're not gonna. <laughs> I guarantee you. Was that the day you weren't in the Calcutta too? <laughs> no, no, that was early on. That was oh, okay. that was before Dave joined the team. I think it was just yeah. me, Fred, and Mike when I didn't join the Calcutta. I didn't even think about it. Right. 
You know, we had yeah. the entry and then just did the entry and didn't even think about getting into Calcutta and completely screwed the pooch on that one because Ooh. we had the second place fish that year. Yeah. And the first place fish was not in the Calcutta uh, either. Yeah. And so neither was the second. Yeah, exactly. Which was us. <laughs> right. Which was my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely so, so, my fault. Two years ago, completely my fault. Third, third, not to pack the fish on the cooler in a proper way that this Fred said. But I will tell you, um, I will not be reverting to the putting weights and fish to get that extra. Oh, we got gosh. weights and fish. Weights and fish. What a story that was. Mm-hmm. Wow. Man, wow. that was that was some ugly footage right yeah, there. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was hard to watch. Wasn't it it could have been uglier. Yes, it, it could have been. It really, really was. I mean, that yeah. ten- the tension in oh. the air was You see that video? Unbelievable. I, I'm surprised yeah. their boat yeah. was not burnt to the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, they, you know what could have really uh, been better, too, Jeff, is if I wasn't as good of a sheephead fisherman and fed him about eight crabs before I caught him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> God, and we did we catch him or you caught him off of the same piling that I had the one at yep. from a couple years before? Yeah, I mean, just amazing sometimes how that works. Anyway, uh, looking forward to that. Can't wait. Uh, by the way, another big thank you to Angelwood and all the people that participated in that shoot. Thank you to all the sponsors. You know, and then there's some certain people that really just kind of as individuals um, really stepped up. Uh, Kevin, your brother, mm-hmm. great uh, him. Uh, Favorite Gray. Yeah, and uh, you know George Balance has been there and supported. He had his daughter with him, and then she had an all-girls shooting team. Cool. Uh, Ron Foster, uh, thank you, Ron. Uh, he's the best. Um, Chop House Thirteen, um, uh, Nimnik Chevrolet. Billy Nimnik has always been a big proponent of that. U.S. Assure Tie, Gemlux. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Matt. I mean, just you know, the relationships that you have with people and the support that they show for an event like that is something that you're doing is just, it's awesome, you know, and, and I, I'm sure I'm missing some names, you know, but thank you to all of them because, uh, Chris Kirby, Kirby Coe's a big supporter, uh, Kenny and Moore, Arlington Toyota Publix Charities and, and, you know, and John Rutherford and John couldn't make it this year because of a commitment, but he's still a big supporter yeah, of the he, event. He's, he, every year I've been there, he was there. Yeah. So, uh, big thank you, and uh, and looking forward to next year. And and folks, if you haven't had the chance, you know, we're we're gonna we don't have a whole lot of pictures this year to put up, but Angelwood does, and they've mm-hmm. been putting pictures up on their Facebook page. Give them a follow, mm-hmm. and you'll see some pictures from the event. We had a we had a ball, and again, a big thank you did, to did Jacksonville you, Clay Target. Did Sports. you get in trouble for not taking enough pictures? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I won, and here's the here's the cool thing. Brett Cannon has started this business where he's making like luggage and uh, gun cases and gun cases. Yeah, have you seen these? No, are oh. we talking about hard or soft case? Soft, soft. like okay. le- like fine leather stuff. Dude, yeah, we, we had a couple at the Christmas show. Yes, we did. You would really like incredible it. So, work. So Brett says when we get ready to start the shoot, he says, "Hey, look, you know, I got a prize for whoever shoots the high score on our team." And I shot the high score, and he goes into his truck, and we get we get back, you know, we're unloading the golf cart, and he brings out this houndstooth, you know, the kind of hat Bear Bryant used to wear? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That same exact material. The inside, you open up the gun case, it's all brown, beautiful leather, and outside's all houndstooth. Oh, wow. And he says, here, you were the high shooter, and uh, give this to Tara. She can carry her gun in that. It was awesome. Oh. Yeah. I mean, awesome gun case. It wouldn't fit my shotgun because I, I got to say, well, like, well, right. well, what about me? Yeah, I know, I know. I, I'll, I'll just have to buy one. Mm-hmm. I'll just have to buy one of them because it, it's really nice stuff. And, uh, and, and by the way, seriously, the, the luggage that they're making, too, 
is beautiful. Top notch. Yeah, I mean, top crazy, notch. crazy nice. Top notch. So, had a great time. Uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Brett and Kirk. We had a fun time shooting. Mm-hmm. Had are a, are uh, you off to the property this week? Uh, no, me and my wife are going on vacation. So, we're this. Uh, that's right. So, next week is you're, you're mm-hmm. going. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're, where we're, where we're are we going? going? Somewhere warm. Nice. Yeah. Somewhere okay. tropical. Right. Yeah. Okay. And right. But he has a little work to do for me before he goes. I, so I, I well, yeah. well yeah. while we're there. I can yeah. do that while we're there. Okay. But, I, <laughs> but look, looking, looking forward to that. You know, we have yeah. a, we take a trip every year, and this is our trip. Yeah. You know, Good for you. Nice. Carrie and I are going to the property today. We're going to stop by Nettles. Sausage first nice. in in Lake City. Sausage. Yep, yep. And uh, and then and then it's supposed to it's supposed to rain here Saturday Sunday. I'm sure they're going to have to postpone the 500. Yeah. Uh, but it's supposed to be beautiful up at our place in Georgia. I mean, you know, 500 this weekend. Yes. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow. I just well, ran, it I just, was going to be tomorrow. Yeah, it, it's not going to happen. That I just ran happen. the 500 race uh, down to San Augustine with all the fans going that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's were you the pace car or were you? Yeah. 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 They <laughs> moved <laughs> on that day. I was wondering what was going on. <laughs> right. Somebody opened the gate. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. So no, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, so, I, thank thought, you guys for sitting in today. Yeah. 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 It takes two of you to. You know, to fill in for Captain Kirk. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Kirk's, I think he's a. I think he's at, up in South Carolina. Yep. Is he up there at Seaweed? He usually goes uh, to yeah. Seaweed. Yeah, he does. Southeastern yeah. Wildlife Expo. Mm-hmm. Every year he goes up. Yeah. About this time of year for it. That's right. a. If people have never been there, highly recommend that. That's a destination in future years if people would really look for a fun town. It's a and a fun fantastic event. Fantastic weekend. Yeah, because it's more than the town. It's the outdoors. It's art. It's more than just hunting and fishing. It's an event. Yes, it really is. Logs, as usual, the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter also has some other fine sponsors. Thank you, Victor. Wild West Guns and Gold, big big supporter of the Angelwood Shoot. Kirby Co. Builders as well. Randy and Marion Cadillac as well. Whalen Bay, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling. Mike Hayes was there shooting. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Thick Pen. Strike Zone, Standard Feed and Seed, Ring Power and Cap Rental Store, Hagen, Coastal Outfitters, and Hagen Ace. CSS Fireplaces and Outdoor Living, Consignment Boat Sales, Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road, and McClenny, C&H Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine. Thank you, Brett. Thank you for the gun case. Angie Subs, Duck Duck Rooter, and, of course, the Nimnick family of dealerships. And uh, Captain Leon, we need to add... Two more new sponsors yeah, for the Outdoor sure. Show. Aqua Traction and Trolling Motor Services Plus. Very Absolutely. nice. Welcome to the Outdoor Show. Folks, Absolutely. remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See you. See you. See you.